Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it feels so good to be back in front of the microphone for another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. We're talking Wrestle Kingdom. We're talking NXT's New Year's Evil show. We're talking about Legends Night. And, of course, we're going to be talking about our fallen brothers. What a year 2020 was. We're going to break it all down right here with episode 171. Welcome to our series, Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ O'Seeley. How the hell is everybody out there? These are your boys. We are your main men. We are your Daft Soul Brothers from exactly, specifically the same exact mom. We do share mm-hmm. the same mom. It yep. is your boys, AJ O'Seeley and Brother Dave. We're here with another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. We are back from, I guess... Unintentional vacation. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I, I have to put this on myself. Brother Dave was ready to go. Brother Dave was. was professional. I stay ready. He was ready. That's it. He don't get hyped. He stays hyped the whole Multiple time. pushbacks. Yes. He, Not just one. Yeah. Wait, I pushed back more than one? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, the Not episodes that, that, that time, like we had like three dates set for it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, it was multiple until finally I just threw in the towel and said, nah, fuck this. I was enjoying vacation. Uh, basically, just went through four or five months of straight hell. And then, of course, the pandemic in March slowed everything to a halt at that point, too. Uh, I was feeling it. I was enjoying my time. <laughs> I respect it. And uh, I, I, I tapped out. I, I, Sent him a message and I was like, "Nah, bro, we we got we gotta hit it up for the." I was gonna do something for the end of the year, but I was like, "Fuck it, 2021 is where it's at," and here we are. We are recording literally one one twenty one. This is the first act of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I was I didn't get to enjoy it because I guess it was the first time of me like doing multiple things and recording and all that stuff, and I had that like beginners holiday should you do it guilt so i rode that all the way to to the end to the point where i finally was like you know what i'll put something out later i'll take the holiday off so i I didn't get to enjoy it as much as i i I should have because i was just overthinking everything no that's all right you'll get a you'll get a sense of how you're still in the beginning stage of all the stuff you want to do one year from today oh you're gonna be rocking it you're, you're gonna have oh schedules God. down. We're gonna be having a whole different conversation yeah, gonna, <laughs> this time next year, man. Yeah, you're gonna have an assistant following you around. Yep. There's gonna be mm-hmm. offices you'll have to pay for. It's yeah, gonna absolutely. be a whole ordeal. Uh, but yeah, so the original idea from the last time we were on the air, I had made mention of wanting to do a uh, a best of or a worst of the you know best or worst of, of 2020. That was the idea when we left our Christmas show. Uh, thought better of it because immediately after Christmas, as if 
There was it was almost as if 2020 realized it was the fourth quarter with seconds left to go in the game, and uh, they tried to pull out a few more big plays. So uh, from the moment I left the air to today, we've lost even more brothers and sisters uh, in the congregation to 2020. It consumed much more of our brothers and sisters, of course, the most uh, infamous of which we've been celebrating the life the last few days now of one Brody Lee. So we're going to get into that, but that's going to be that's going to be in the main event position. I know you're thinking to yourself, man, we're not going to talk about death at the end of this show. No, it's not going to be about death. We're going to talk good things, positive things, and set some people straight. It's going to be dope. But to begin off the uh, off the bat here, I asked my brother before we went on the air if he had seen any of the uh, a few items. Actually, I asked him. He had not, because as he just illustrated to all of you, he done been busy. Mm. I was enjoying my vacation, so I finally got a chance to catch up. For those of you who were wondering, who followed me onto the Ace Andrews Too Good Talk Show, and uh, was giving me shit for not being up to speed with the Mandalorian before the finale uh i will update all of you i did not see the finale until i was up to date i saw it all in order mm. so i got As it all should. in i didn't skip ahead i watched it all the way through and I got to say, it was pretty dope. So I was like, I don't know if I'm as high on it as everybody else is. Everybody else, this this was it. I mean, if you could create a cherry-flavored cock for all of these idiots to get their hands on and shove into their mouths, this was it. Mandalorian oh, was Mandalorian was the one for them. They're the ones that they latched onto this show at the end of 2020 like it was a lifesaver. They were drowning in a sea of bullshit throughout this year, and Mandalorian extended the hand. So I, I'm not as high on it as everybody else, but I did enjoy it. It was cool. And I have a rant, not for today, but I was invited back to Too Good Talk, so I will save that rant. He instantly, as soon as I said on my social media that I was up to date finally and done, uh, the two guys I did the show with immediately hit me up. They're like, okay, so you're coming back, right? I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm going to save my critique okay, for the Too Good Talk show. But I also saw... The Wonder Woman's. Now you said you have not gotten a chance to see the Wonder Woman's. No, you have not, not at gotten all. a chance. Okay, Mm-mm. I did get a chance. I'm still confused. I don't know why everybody is so up in arms about this movie. I don't get it. I don't understand. I saw the movie. Beginning to end, I get it. Bad Ex- guys. Explain bad what? Guys. What's the? What's the main issue? People. Well, are I mean, about. from what I understand from questions that I've asked. I've heard, well, it's Wonder Woman, Woman 1984, right? But there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of, you know, I, they, a lot of people feel like they didn't take full advantage of the 80s motif, right? You're in, it's the 80s. You could do so much with that. and blah, blah, blah. I didn't think they did really did that bad of an idea. The 80s haircuts, the 80s style, the 80s mall. There was a couple of scenes, more than one. Uh, they mm-hmm. did this dress-up thing with him, parachute pants. They did break dancing. They even threw a nice little pro wrestling illustrated uh, Jerry the King Lawler on the cover. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a whole lot of eighty shit, so I didn't get it. That sounds like more than enough to me. There, it's a Wonder yeah. Woman movie, not yeah, a, it's, like a throwback. Yeah, I don't know if they were expecting a RoboCop or something. I but know. I didn't see it, so I can't. I shouldn't. All right, I mean, once you, if you ever get around to it, I, I don't <laughs> think it'll be out there. Another thing, yeah, everybody probably was, not. Yeah. Between between not being a movie person in general, and then on top of that, absolutely not being 
a DC person, more than likely I'm not going to watch it. So feel free to spoil whatever you want. <laughs> well, I mean, another complaint that I got was the plot was all over the place. They were like, well, I this person's that. doing this and this person. And to a degree, I can see... I can see that. If you're coming into this film just, okay, it's a superhero movie, let's just blow some shit up, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Because there was two villains. They were building up both villains whilst still telling a Wonder Woman story. I could, If you weren't paying attention to it, I get it. I think because I heard those crit, uh, criticisms before I went into it, I was like laser focused on trying to see if I could follow the bouncing ball. And I mm-hmm. did. But I can kind of see where people were like, whoa, it's kind if of they're not that the attentive, right. they can get lost. Or if it's not what they're looking for. Like right. if they came into this with the idea, because that first movie was, it really was kind of action-packed. There was a lot of stuff in that first film. This film, I, don't, I, I do agree, didn't have nearly as much action as the first. So do you think they did the backwards Captain America where the first one was like so heavily... Yeah. Story driven, but the yes. next one was just they insanely just good. It was insanely good. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. what kind of happened. Yeah, because they went into story mode for the villains, which isn't a bad thing, but they've got two villains to build. And it just yeah. seems like it took forever to get to. I, I get that part, but I still enjoyed the movie. So if you guys out there are interested, whether or not, hey, should I watch it or not? I say give it a shot, to be honest with you. I, I think there was enough in there. And another thing, uh, I got to take the task here. Mr. Joe Pombo, I will never, he was with us for the Christmas special, I will never speak to this man about movies ever again. I respect that. That's it. I'm done. I'm tapped out on Pombo. If you're listening to this, Joe, I'm done with you. (laughs) Tapped out. Because he had the balls, the audacity, when I put on Mm. social media that I thought it was a pretty good movie, he goes, wait a second, you killed Thor Ragnarok but you like Wonder Woman 1984, and they're essentially the same film. No, Pombo. These two films could not possibly be further apart. Mm, Wonder Woman. Thor Ragnarok is, what's the other movie with the, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Fuck. No, what was that? It, it was different. It, 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 Thor Ragnarok was not like. Thor Ragnarok was a Thor. Thor Ragnarok it, was a two-hour Taika Waititi comedy special. That's not what the fuck this was. They what was the jokes. movie? Why am I drawing a blank? What is the Guardians other movie the that they were that they were with? Like the characters they were with. And Guardians shit. of the Galaxy. Yes, it was another Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why it was weird. Essentially, oh, that's I, literally. I swear special. to God, that's what it was. That's, that's what, what it, it felt like, like too. Yeah, what the what the eighties motif in that film too. Mm-hmm. With those two together, their banter—it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's just weird when you watch a Thor movie. You're looking for Thor, and you got that banter between the two lead roles, which is just—it's awkward. Everybody in a Thor was movie. funny. The villains were funny. The heroes were yeah. funny. The sidekicks were funny. Everyone had. If you look at Thor arms. Ragnarok by itself, isolated as its own movie, like it would actually not a cool, second yeah. to another Thor. Like if they didn't even call it Thor, if they just called it something else, Ragnarok. I, it would be perfectly fine. Yeah, it would be a cool movie. But mm-hmm. since it's Thor, and it's supposed to be at least a certain way, right. it went completely it, off the rails. This movie, weird, I yeah. could see, like, it, they tried to be funnier than the first film. There was a few moments here where there's some tidbits, there's some back and forth, there's a few jokes. Uh, they made they, but, There was a few things there. and But the, the thing that kills me is that Wonder Woman had an actual comedian in it. 
Yeah, but I can see how that's weird. Isn't DC usually a little bit more dark than they yes, are? Yes, but that like was they what, take the opposite route of Marvel. Yes, and that was what people thought was so great about the first Wonder Woman and Aquaman to that degree. They right. they opened it up. It got a little brighter. It got a little looser. It's they, much more serious. Yeah, but they're definitely more serious and all that stuff. This this but here's the part that kills me. When Pombo said that, I, I my eyes got bloodshot red because I was like, Are you out of your mind? Even if Wonder Woman was trying to be funny, mm-hmm. they have a comedian in it. Kristen Wiig is known as a proven comedic actress. There are no comedians in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, None. There is. Who? What are you talking about? The, the lead comedian? role of Guardian of the Galaxy. The Ga- Guardian of the Galaxy is a comedian. I'm not talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm talking about Thor Ragnarok. Right, they were all in that movie. No, they were not. The Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Oh, then I'm were then not... I'm thinking of something different. Yeah, then. no, you're 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 thinking what was it? Infinity Wars when they got together, not Thor mm. Ragnarok. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Thor right. Ragnarok so, didn't no, have right. any comedians in it. It's a bunch of serious actors trying to be funny and witty for two hours. They yeah. they never gave up. There yeah, was but no I mercy. get it. If they're expecting things to be serious like they have been, just because you have a comedian in something doesn't mean you have to be funny. And that's what and they didn't do that. She wasn't trying to be funny, not the whole film. When they introduced her character originally, she was kind of nerdy, right? So she right. would make these awkward jokes or whatever, it will fall flat. But within fifteen minutes, twenty minutes of this film, once they get the ball rolling on how she's gonna get these powers I mean, a gear just fucking flipped. The, the joking stopped. It got serious. Okay, this is what's happening. The world's coming to a fucking end for real. Right. And and this, I'm not going to spoil too much for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but Wonder Woman does not win this fight. I mean, the good guys win in the end, but she herself does not win the fight. There are certain set of circumstances that take place for the villain to kind of, he kind of foiled himself, so to speak. Right, right. So, they got to it. They got to the point, and they got they made it serious, and it, I bought into it. I couldn't buy into shit for Thor Ragnarok. I was like, Damn, I believe that every scene, just oh sweet Jesus. I, I was I left the theater. I was just like, wow, my dick has never been softer. This is this is ridiculous. I didn't even want to touch my wife. I was so embarrassed. I took her to this movie. <laughs> I, I didn't deserve the chocha that night. I was like, no, 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 put it away. I don't deserve it. <laughs> I oh, do God. not deserve that. <laughs> no, seriously, like I want it. No, yeah, no, like, no, 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 I, no, I, I shall yeah. not be yeah. rewarded. <laughs> yeah, yes, punishment. <laughs> I shall accept my punishment. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, enjoy Wonder Woman, guys. I enjoyed it. Take it for what it is. But enough about the I movies. might watch it. You got me interested now. It, it's it's like, different. Did you see the I first one? I weird because I feel like every – I feel like – Right now, everybody just likes to trash stuff. I'm not saying yeah. that anybody you talk to is deliberately doing that. Yeah. But it's a very, like, even sometimes when we don't realize we're doing it, we just love to critique. Like, we always look, even if it's unintentional for the negative, it's just something that I think a lot of people are conditioned to do. Yeah. So I like to go, when people are making a big hoopla about stuff, I like to go watch it for myself. So I'm like, uh, was it really that bad? So I'm going to take a look at it. Plus there's the lead role, the girl who plays Wonder Woman, is just absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, it wouldn't hurt to watch it. There's moments in the film, and this is no lie. Where I'm she sitting, is just beautiful, man. Her face wife, is just gorgeous. I'm sitting next to my wife. My wife was watching, and she's not in the Wonder Woman outfit, right? She's just regular Diana. My wife looks at her and goes, 
does her hair have to be that perfect all the fucking time? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's got to yeah. be a supermodel. She's a, well, when they announced her to be Wonder hot. Woman, I'm like, that's going to be weird. And then I saw the – because I didn't watch the first one either. I saw yeah. previews of it. Right. And I'm like, she looks like she's kind of killing it. And she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, man. she's so, gorgeous. Yeah. But you know what? And I, I, I noticed this throughout this, like some of the scenes, like when you watch the action scenes from the first movie. And I actually noticed it more in this film. So I think she took it more seriously. But she added muscle. Now, she's not big. She's, she's not like slender supermodel. Yeah, she put like she put some weight not, on. She's not like frail. Like when she when she like when she was in Fast and the Furious, she looked like a, a popsicle stick, right? Right. She she went to the gym. You could see it because there's certain scenes where she's supposed to be lifting something, and obviously there's something assisting her in the lift. But you could see that she's genuinely pushing, and you could just see everything, and you're like, woof. Right. Somebody, Even if she can't move it, if she tries to actually gym. lift it, her muscles, if she no, has them, she, are gonna pop out. But that's what I'm saying, though. But she physically looked the part. Where it wasn't right. like OD muscly, but at the same time, when she needed to look like fucking Wonder Woman, she, she does. And I was like, all right, this is enough for me. I get it. You it's know what, man? I might watch both of them back to back today <laughs> after this. Why not, dude? I tell Why you, not? the first one, you'll probably be, uh, the first one takes you on a little bit of a character ride, but they give you a lot more cool shit. The second one, they jump, bro, they jump right into it. Like you get action off the bat. And right. then they slow it down for the new characters, and then they bring it back up again. That's the only thing. The first one starts off a little slow, and then it kicks up big time, and, again, right. and it just gets fucking awesome, and it never stops. Like once it's so slow, it builds up, builds, 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 and it just fucking it's fucking great. The ending is two gods basically fist fighting. How awesome is that? And then the second that one sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, the second <clears throat> one starts off really cool, and then it slows it down, and then it picks it back up again in like a worldwide destruction. Da 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 da. So one corny moment, I'll let you roll your eyes now, because my wife looked right at me and she said, "Nah, they're not gonna do that. They do, <laughs> they do the invisible jet, uh, in the second film. Now, nice. They don't. This is what I was arguing because my wife thought it was just the corniest shit ever. But I, <laughs> I tried to, I tried. I guess I tried to spin it for the for the movie. I was like, they don't OD with it though. It's not like, oh, you know, like this is now my personal plane." That I'm gonna fly around with all the time. Like it was a heat of the moment situation, where she was able to use uh, one of her powers to temporarily cloak the plane. But they, it, it wasn't even a long term thing or thing. Something they went back to. It was just like a it, nice it was homage. more like an homage to yeah. it. Yeah. Where and, okay. they, and she didn't even call it like that. He he noticed it. Like the guy who was with her was like, oh this is cool it's like an invisible jet I'm like yeah yeah that sounds like an homage or yeah. like a tip to the hat tip he, of the he hat. was like have you ever done this before it was one time like a while ago and it was like did, did it work uh, uh, it was a cup and now i lost it i don't know what happened to the cup but but we're gonna give it a shot here because we gotta get the fuck out of this place <laughs> so we gotta try right, something right, right. but they didn't know d but it's the one it's the one part where i was like okay i get it it's a little cringe it's all right but cringe. that's supposed to be like that oh, that's God. fine I'll watch it. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it now. You got me hooked. You reeled uh, me in, dude. Me in. See, this is why this uh, <laughs> my announcement at the end of this show is going to be is going to be a, a, a no no brain teaser. This will be easy to figure out when I, I got a big announcement at the end of the show. Let's kick off 2021. But before we do that, let's talk a little pro wrestling. As a matter of fact, I'm going to run down real quick. Uh, my brother has uh, elected to let me 
run with this. <laughs> uh, before I even do this, we're going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, folks. It's the big the two-night event coming up January 4th and January 5th. Now, people are wondering, oh, I'm curious about something. Why the fuck is this pay-per-view on Monday? Right? Not a lot of companies do pay-per-views or big shows like this on a fucking weekday. Well, my main mans and gals out there, Russell Kingdom is run by New Japan, and New Japan don't play that shit. What New Japan set to date, that's the fucking date. So right. every Russell Kingdom is January 4th. It does not matter what day that shit falls on. <laughs> yeah, but if I remember you talking correctly, like, it's not, like, here where you fit around. Like, that, it doesn't matter if that shit was on a... Any day, people yeah. are going to tune in to watch it. Absolutely. Like that's how big it is. Oh, people! Oh, people are already. It doesn't matter. Like, if it's during times. a weekday, people yeah. are calling out of work. Like they're getting sick to watch no, this. It, it, when it airs live in Japan, here it airs. It's like the Super Bowl. It's like two or three in the morning here in the states mm-hmm. when it when it airs live in Japan, and motherfuckers here wake up at two or three. Oh, I believe that to watch That's it live so that they could so that they could fuck with people <laughs> during the day. Oh, yeah. No, I already saw it. He's off the hook. Right. Uh, right, right, right. But Wrestle Kingdom is obviously uh, I think I'm not mistaken. You're new to Wrestle Kingdom. Have you seen any Wrestle Kingdoms? I've past? never seen any. Okay. If there's anything you've ever showed me. I don't fuck, I don't remember it. So here's the deal with Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom essentially is WrestleMania for New Japan, right? It's the big, 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 big show. It's the one time they worked the big, 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 big building. I do remember it being really, really long. Because I remember you saying before, like, I don't got time to watch all that. That's that's (laughs) where I'm headed. So, yeah. So, the event is the big show, which means they try to get as many people on that show as possible. Right. Uh, No lie. Uh, My wife and I, this is Wrestle Kingdom 15. Uh, My wife and I, the first Wrestle Kingdom we saw... uh, and it was live, so it was very late night. Uh, it was eight, I believe, eight or nine, and that fucker was seven hours long. I wish, I, I wish I was joking about That's that. That's a work shift, baby. Now here's the deal. Somebody pointed out to me a while ago. Hey, WrestleMania is also seven or eight hours. That's just like the event that I went to. WrestleMania 35 was literally. I counted it. It was eight fucking hours. We were in that building for eight fucking hours. And we weren't even there at the start of the dark matches. Yeah, but hold on. Quick question. Mm-hmm. You're talking in the building time. Right. What about actual show time is in seven hours? Like if I'm at home no, and I'm watching WrestleMania, no, it's not no, no, seven no, no, hours. No. Yes, it is. If you're watching is it? Yes, it is. If you're watching from pre show to the end, it's seven hours. Okay, then that's I guess where from that comes five, in the point, I ain't watching pre show. Yes, from five PM pre show. To start at seven to end by midnight. That's seven hours. You know what? Now that you say that, yeah, you're right. Don't, why don't we notice that? I didn't notice that. You're actually because right. Because when we watch WrestleMania within the comfort of our, of our own home, we're distracted. You walk away and stuff. Yeah, we're distracted I by got shit. You. WrestleMania never felt seven or eight hours to me until I was in the building. Correct. And I felt right. every fucking minute because I was in a rush to get back home. It was a whole deal. That right. was that was when everyone got stuck in the rain except for me and Steph because we were smart and did not stay in a full football stadium and wait to the last second to get on trains. We right. were on, we were on the first trains and after that there were no trains. We didn't know that. We we went literally from New Jersey to my house in Brooklyn when I got messages from people saying they were still in the football stadium. 
And I was like, oh, my God. And it's raining. Oh, well, guess what, nigga? I'm asleep. So nighty night. Let me know. Let me good luck with that Farrah flu, bitch. Because I'm mm-hmm. going to sleep. Well, Wrestle Kingdom 15 is their version of that. Now, Wrestle Kingdom, or New Japan, I should say, figured out real quick that the seven, eight, nine hour bullshit is just not going to fly. So last year was the first year that they had two nights. Night one, night two. Uh, so they split, they split it. That's smart. Right. It was a success, huge success. And I know. Let me get some Z's before I watch right. the next match. It was so successful, WrestleMania did it this year. That's where WrestleMania got the idea. They saw New Japan split it, and they said, fuck, let's do it. Unfortunately, uh, Wrestle Kingdom had their two nights before the pandemic. WrestleMania had scheduled their WrestleMania for two nights, and then the pandemic hit. So it was mm. two nights of garbage. But uh, Wrestle Kingdom is still set for two nights. It's still set to be in the Tokyo Dome. However, Japan is placing restrictions on this event. So the usual 100,000 plus people that attend this event every year, it will not be allowed to be that heavy. I think at best they're allowed 50% capacity which would take their numbers to close to 50,000, which is still a big amount of number during the pandemic. Yeah, it's still a very big number, but they're allowing up to 50%, if I'm not mistaken. That was the last press release that I had read before we recorded this. If it changes between now and the 4th, then uh, leave some room for error there, but that's the last thing that I heard. Uh, This is also a pay-per-view, or I keep calling it a (laughs) pay-per-view. Those things don't exist anymore. Uh, this is also a big show, I guess, where everything blows itself off. So we're going to be a little all over the map. So if you don't watch New Japan regularly, you might be a little lost, but just follow along with me. I'm just going to run this down for you guys really quickly. So uh, night one, this is very important. It's going to have a dark match. Now, for those of you who are going to be ordering the paper... Ugh! Ordering the big show. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. I'm going to have to decide to myself. what Pay-per-view? Why, why not pay-per-view? Because it's What's wrong not with that? a pay-per-view anymore. I mean, You I have guess, to pay for it. Right. I was just going to say, on a technicality, you are paying to view it. But the pay-per-view system as we know it doesn't exist anymore. So I guess because it's going to be stream streamed. it. The big stream? I don't know. That sounds like somebody <laughs> like alcoholic We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a work in progress. For now, for the sake of this, I'll just keep saying pay-per-view until I figure it out. So, like um, it. the dark match, if you're, gonna, if you're for ordering you. just the pay-per-view, you will not get this match. But New Japan does offer their dark matches, their pre-shows for Wrestle Kingdom, just like WWE, on the NJPW1972.com website. Either that one or Bleacher Report, depending on which one is offering stream. I think Fight is also in on this. So those are your sources where you can get a chance to see the show. They're having a New Japan Rambo. That's what they're labeling it here. But it's basically a, a, a battle royal, essentially. Winner will challenge for the uh, KOPW 2021 trophy on night two. I'll explain what that means. There's a provisional trophy match that will be taking place. Uh, on night two. When we get to night two, I'll explain it more. I'm just bringing up the Battle Royal. It's, it's the uh, King of Pro Wrestling trophy. Right. There it is. I, I, 
I hate when it loads slow. Like, I'm talking right now, brother. Get on it. So, night one is going to start off with that that matchup. 22 men will be in that. Like I said, everybody's got to get on this card. Uh, I don't know the match order, so I'm listing it just the way that it's listed here. Uh, where's, what, what is this? Okay, yeah. So, uh, here, here, okay. I'm going to say this now. The Japanese names always fuck me up. So, if I sound like Forrest Gump through most of this, I apologize. Okay, so Hiromu Takahashi, who I've called in the past. He's a great dude. He's going against El Phantasmo. These are the two. This is the, I believe it's the Super Juniors winner, which was El Phantasmo, I believe. And Takahashi won another tournament. Can't remember for the life of me what it was. I had it written down. It's not here for some reason. But they're both tournament winners throughout the course of the year. So those two tournament winners are going to compete night one. And I guess I'll just say it now, and we'll skip it when we get to it later. The winner of this match, of the two tournaments, will uh, compete against the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, uh, Taji Ishimori, on night two. Uh, And I'm going to be honest with you, based on my history with all three of these guys, I don't give a shit who wins the first match, because the second match is going to be dope regardless. Uh, Ishimori can have a five-star match with only one sock. He doesn't need the pair. He just needs a singular sock, and it'll be five stars. This little dude, this little ball of muscle is ridiculously great. So I can't wait to see who comes out on that. I'm rooting for Phantasmo because I've I've seen uh, Tajimori and uh, Takahashi, Ishimori, I should say, and uh, Takahashi go at it before. So I'd love to see... Fantasmo and the and the champ go at it. Uh, tag team match for the IWGP heavyweight tag. I always put they don't put it here, but I put it because I want to be clear when I announce it because there's two different ones. IWGP has a heavyweight tag team title and a junior heavyweight for cruiserweights. Oh, so this that's is interesting. Yes, yeah, so this is for, they're really big on divisions over here. So uh, this is for the heavyweight tag team championship. Uh, will the curse finally be broken as G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny's Tamatanga and Tangaloa, go against the dangerous techers, Tachi, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr.? <sighs> Zack Sabre Jr. Brother, if if I could explain what Heat is, having never met a person, that's Heat right there with me. <laughs> Zack Sabre <laughs> Jr. and I got Heat. And neither one of us have met each other, which is how the world works today, I guess. But the curse I am referring to, of course, is that the Gorillas of Destiny are one of the greatest tag teams in the history of New Japan, and they're not even from Japan. The Samoan family, yet again, with a legacy in the world of pro wrestling. And uh, in 2016, in 2018, and just last year, they have been either defending or challenging for the IWGP Tag Team Championships, and they have lost every Mm. single time. One of those times, if I'm not mistaken, just last year, they were on a run that was about 10 months long. They were untouchable. And they got to Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, they dropped the belts. So we got another opportunity for them. They're coming in as the challengers. But they did something different this year. They won. The Tag League Tournament, which is the first time that they've ever won it, considering they're in it every year. But this year was the year they won it. So will that be a good sign 
for the G.O.D. Plus, I'm a big fan of their theme song. Oh, their theme song is the best. I love their theme song, so that's going to be dope. I know I can't, shouldn't be picking talent based on their entrance music, but fuck. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? Fuck it. Fuck it. So uh, the next matchup they have here, Kenta, who has made it quite clear that he is sick of John Moxley sitting in the United States with their U.S. championship. And uh, he took it a step further when he won the rights to become the number one contender. He's got a she's got a challenge certificate. This is a real thing. It's a piece of paper in a briefcase. IWGP United States Championship Challenge Rights Certificate. Say that seven times fast. Kenta holds no. it. No. I will not. Kenta holds it. He wants Moxley, but Moxley can't get to Japan because of Corona. So Kenta will be beating the shit out of Satoshi Kojima, which is a fine athlete, but it's Kenta. And Kenta beats ass. That's just how Kenta rolls. Unless he's on American soil, and then he's just a regular worker like everybody else. But in Japan. Fallen high. Yeah. In Japan, he is a a buzzsaw. So that should be quick, easy, competitive. But I think they're trying to, if you're trying to keep Kenta hot for John, uh, this would be it. This is a good place to do it. It's a big stage, and he could just cut right through this guy, and uh, they can keep him going. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Against the great Okan in a singles match. Not much there. Good matchup for Tanahashi on the big show. Uh, the match that uh, that's not for a title that everyone's going to be talking about. This is going to be match of the night unless Ibushi pulls another gold star out of his ass. Uh, Kizutsuka Okada and Will Ospreay. I've seen these two compete against each other before. They've had good matches. But this one, this one is important. Will has to show his ass tonight on this That's fucking so card. He, that threw me off. He needs, to, he needs to show out Will Ospreay. Wait, Will's throwing you off? Because it's a Japan show and his guy's name is Will? No, no, that... Yeah, that's what it threw me. I'm like, yeah. Will, hold well, on, he's, wait, he's, did I lose he's him? British. <laughs> he's British. He's from the UK. Okay. But he now lives in Japan because he's been with New Japan for several years now. He's one of their top stars. He's a junior, technically. Uh, he's bulked up. Over the pandemic, he's put on a lot of weight. But uh, there's only but so much weight you can add to a frame he had. He he right. looks He looks cosmetically more like a heavyweight now. But he still does all the flying and the flipping and all that stuff. It's kind of he's really athletic, but this is important for him because Okada is it. Okada, I know you don't know much about New Japan, so here's the best I can say about the name's familiar. Yes, there are a lot of people in this business that believe that Okada's been the best wrestler in the world for the last five years running. That if he was in America, people would be paying more attention to it, but because he's in New Japan, he doesn't get the the looks that he deserves. He is the ace of this promotion. He is the man. He he is he's the Steve Austin. He's the Taker. He's the Cena. He's the everything. He is Hogan. He is the guy in this promotion. Every main event of Russell Kingdom, I think, over the last five or six years. This year he's not. This year he's the big baby face. Uh, that he normally is the big baby face, but this year he's going against Will Ospreay, who is trying to get over a brand new gimmick, the Commonwealth Kingpin. He's the leader of a brand new faction called the Empire. 
And he's coming in as the big heel here. And his heel work has been fantastic, I think, personally. Considering that he's in front of an audience that may or may not know what he's saying because he does all of his stuff in English, uh, they seem to be really behind him as a bad guy. He's been really mm-hmm. condescending. He's been kind of a jerk to Okada. It's, it hasn't been overly over-the-top heel, wrestling heel, but he's just been a swarmy, assholey white guy <laughs> to just the, the, the prize of Japan. Right. So these two have done great promos together, and I know physically in the ring they can do it because I've seen it, but this match has to be different. It's Wrestle Kingdom. It's the Tokyo Dome. This is where Okada shines. The fact that Okada's not even on night two tells you how good this match is going to be because they did not want this match going on before their world title match. Right. So this will be this will be a fantastic match, and I, I wish Will the best, and I hope because Will's been talking about – I don't know if I ever told you this, but <clears throat> Will Will's a big fan of, uh, of Ray's. I don't know if I got a chance to tell you that before. Did I tell you that before? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's a big fan of Ray's. I'm not going to wow. spill too many beans early, but let's just say we, we've exchanged some, some emails. And anyway, some moving di- on. Some dialogue? Yeah, yeah it's been uh, some dialogue. You know, I'm planting some seeds Tets- here. Tetsuya Niato. Niato, yes. Tetsuya Niato. Yeah, so last year, we talked about a curse with the gods of destruction. Last year, Naito was the one with the curse. He would win every tournament. He would face every top challenger. He would do everything he would need to do to get into not one, but two main events for Wrestle Kingdom, for the world title, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and he would lose every time. He's the big baby face every single year. He's the big baby face, and he gets up, he gets up, he gets up, and eventually he loses. He lost to Tanahashi. He lost to Okada. He's lost. Last year, he overcame every odds possible. Remember, last year was the first night that it was two nights. So Naito had to win the Intercontinental Championship last year just to get into night two to -hmm. compete for the world title, and he won. He won both belts. He's held both belts since. He still holds both belts. He's got the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship. He's held them. He still has them. So let me explain this. So the G1 Climax, it's like, think of the King of the Ring because it's, no, don't think of the King of the Ring. That's a poor example. Never mind. Let me back up. It is a tournament, technically speaking, but it's a tournament ran by a point system. This is what the G1 is, right? So Mm -hmm. you have... Uh, two blocks, block A, block B, certain amount of wrestlers in A, certain amount of wrestlers in B. You have matches. Pinfall gets you this much. Disqualification gets you this much. Count out, blah, blah, blah. The way that you win your matches is the way that you accumulate points. The most points by the end of the time, whatever time I set out to run these tournaments, these matches, the most points in block A, meaning you won block A, and the, and the most points in block B, those two compete in a match, and the winner of that match is the suitcase holder of the G1 Climax contract, meaning you're guaranteed a championship match at Wrestle Kingdom. So this right. year's winner is Kota Ibushi. He won the tournament. He got the briefcase. And normally, that win would be it. You're cemented. You go right to Wrestle Kingdom. 
Well, Switchblade, Jay White, the big, nasty white boy heel, he's their top gaijin wrestler, the white boy, right? He has been fucking with Ibushi for a while. Mm-hmm. So he coerced Ibushi. Hey, buddy, since you're such hot shit, why don't you wrestle me and put your little contract on the line and I'll beat you and I'll take your contract. And of course, Kota being the, you know, the strong, upright individual that he is, says, sure, fuck it. I'll put it on the line. Anything to get you in the ring. I just want to beat the shit out of you. Cool. Anyway, some shenanigans and some tomfoolery takes place and Jay White wins the briefcase away from Kota Ibushi. First time in G1 history that the contract has changed hands. Right. Not just cashed in. So Cody Ibushi, of course, is crushed. He's fucking, he's up, He's upset. He's beside himself. I can't believe I got, because he got fucked over. He didn't lose straight up. There was some shenanigans. There was the old classic feet on the ropes routine, but he got beat, right? So Jay White says, okay, I've got the contract. No, I'm not giving Ibushi a rematch, because what kind of an idiot puts a contract on the line before Wrestle Kingdom? That's dumb. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to challenge Naito one-on-one at Wrestle Kingdom. And he wants it night two. Of course, the last match, main event of main events. Of course, the heel wants to go on last. Right. But Naito, being the fighter that he is, says, well, hold on a second. Because last year, I had to wrestle twice. He wrestled mm-hmm. twice last year. He says, you know what? I think I could do that again. So Naito will be main eventing night one. I told this story to get to this. Because even though Kota Ibushi is no longer the G1 holder, Kota Ibushi will still receive his championship match against Naito night one. So even though Kota got fucked over, he's still going to get his wish. He's going to get one last opportunity at the world championship. Now here's the thing. That's some hardcore real shit right there, man. Dude's like, look... I see what y'all got going on over yeah. there, and I respect that. That's cool. Do your thing. That's fine. I'm going to still bust your ass, yeah. and then I'm going to go and bust well, your ass. I don't care what yeah. happens. I'm still going to bust yeah, so your bust ass. Your ass. <laughs> and then I'm going to bust your ass. Yeah. Well, Naito's <laughs> explanation, and it makes complete sense. Remember, I started this off by saying Naito was the one who was cursed. And, right. and it took him two nights to overcome it, but he did. When he sees the struggle that Ibushi has been through countless times where he has been in a position to finally achieve his goal. He only sees to, it. He only knows what to it be feels fucked like. over. He understands what that is. So he says, even though this puts me at a grave disadvantage because Jay White isn't wrestling night one, he'll be going mm. in the night two nice and fresh. Well, yeah. well rested. He goes, yeah, this puts me at a disadvantage. I may not even get into the match because, again, he puts over Ibushi. Ibushi's a fantastic performer. He, right. Who knows what's going to happen between me and Ibushi. I may not even get into that match. And even if I do beat Kota, I'll be behind the April. I'm going into this disadvantage. But you know what? I'm the champ, and I can fix situations like this. He right. won the G1. I don't want Kota to be the first G1 winner to not get the shot. That would just That's just terrible. That's a hard thing to win. That's a hard, it's, a, it's almost impossible to do it more than once. This was his second win. Right. He goes, how many times do, do wrestlers get the opportunity to even compete that many times in the G1, let alone win it twice? 
So yeah, I'm gonna give him a shot. So that's your main event for night one, Naito and Ibushi. That's Japan for you, man. Honor. Well, not just honor, but if you, I just I don't even watch it regularly, right? I I'm hyped on this shit. Bro. I'm about to go back and watch right, some stuff. I researched this to find out myself because I want to be informed when I watch it because I know that I'm gonna watch it on my own time. Of course, I'm not waking up at two in the fucking morning to watch it, but I'm gonna be watching it. Normally, what I do every year is I download it and I put it on my phone. And then every now and then when I've got a shot, you know, I'm in the shower or something, I just pop on a match and I, I get through it. But you chip away at it. I chip away at it. But last year I got so hyped from what I was watching, I ended up sitting through most of it in about one sitting and then I finished it off like another day. So, but And then when I started reading up on this, because I watched last year and I saw the Naito story unfold, when I started reading about this, it all fit. Like Gato, who's the booker for New Japan, he follows a philosophy, and it all clicks together. Right. And even though he, Ibushi, yeah, is the one dealing with the curse, we're talking about a curse that's been built up for four or five, six different years. And he, right. and everyone gets a turn. It's you calculated? Yeah, it's calculated. The, the key, though, Jesus the key though is like, like Gato's the kind of person that will tell you, if you stick with me in three years' time, you will be the champ. But you got to let me get there first. Right, right, right. I'm not giving you the belt. We're gonna make we're gonna make the fact that that belt is on your waist fucking mean something. Like it's gonna hit, but I can't do it overnight. Well, the beautiful part about Gato, and and I'll always give him credit for this, because remember we were talking about Gato not too long ago when we were talking about a possible New Japan AEW thing with Khan and Gato. Gato's Mm -hmm. greatest gift is it putting the belt on someone so that it means something. His greatest gift is building that someone so much that when it happens, these people are like, oh, thank God he did that. Right. <laughs> like, oh, sweet Jesus, we've been waiting for so long. Because when Naito won last year, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. He lost so many times. And it wasn't like he was a loser. He won a shit ton of matches to get to this one point. But he would always lose when it counts. And that's where people were like, fuck, because they would take this ride and take this ride. And he overcomes and he gets injured, but he's still fighting and he gets all the way to the fucking main event. And pfft, something happens and he just gets beat. It's not even like he got fucked, right? Okada would just beat him because Okada's Okada and he's just the man. Okada got that way too. He was the young gun that chased Tanahashi for years. Mm-hmm. And oh, time and time and time. And then boom, Wrestle Kingdom comes around. And he finally overcomes the old man, and now the company is his. Like, the way that he does this is just beautiful. His booking is fantastic. Right. So we'll get into tonight, too, just real quick, because a lot of this is rehashed from the first. Uh, Two dark matches on this one, uh, and both of them are significant, uh, because this is the first time that this is ever happening. We have not one, but two stardom matches. We have a six-woman tag to open up. Uh, Queen's Quest, which is a stable down there. I am not even going to attempt these names. I am sorry. Y'all can Google them. Uh, we have a tag team match also from Stardom. Again, they're all talented ladies. I've seen some Stardom stuff. They're really, really good. But this is historic because women just, just women just are not on Wrestle Kingdom. N- right. New Japan does not have a women's division. When asked, they've literally just said, no interest. Sorry. Our, our style does not fit into what they do and stardom which is its own promotion in japan when axed 
if they feel like they should be on New Japan shows, they'd be like, no, we're good. We're doing our own thing. Right. The two very rarely ever blend. But the women's evolution here in the States, uh, in the Latin community with the uprise of luchadoras uh, over in the UK, the women's scene is jumping up. I mean, Japan has always been a country that's been ahead of the game, and now they're kind of behind on it. So this is kind of their way of kind of dipping their toe, and that's why they're uh, multi-women matches, because they're trying to get as much talent on the card as possible. Uh, From what I understand, Stardom was given the opportunity to select uh, who would be in the two spots, and this is what they came up with. So smart, six-woman tag, three-on-three, so that's six, four women in the tag, so that's about ten females on this card who are going to get a chance to go home and say, fuck, I was in a fucking... Yes, I was in fucking Wrestle Kingdom, son. <laughs> right. Did you fucking do that? No, because you wax. Son. Well, it sounds like it means more, right? It sounds like it, they it, earned it rather it, than begging for the promotion. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think there's any begging. Uh, stardom is successful. A, that's a really, that's a really like, that's huge. That's huge. It's really huge. that's huge. Not only in respect of the fact, like, hey, not only are you gonna come over here and you're gonna you can do your thing here yeah. on this huge platform, but I'm gonna let you control it. Yeah, like just I have no interest in dipping my toe in it, but you guys have been yeah. killing it. Yeah. You deserve at least a spot. Yeah, well, they gave him two. Yeah, they, they gave him two. Yeah, that's I'm, that's fucking awesome. And I'm pretty sure he gave the booker for them the opportunity to book those two matches because why would Gato book it? Yeah, he has no purpose. There's I mean, no story there's no behind it for him. For, yeah, there's so. nothing for him to gain from that. Why would he rob that from somebody who else deserves it? They can because get that experience. They got successful booking. The, the The company is successful because of the way the guy books. So why Clearly, they, why they're on they the change? show, so right, they're doing exactly. something right. So he just gave them the spots and do what they're going to do. These two matches are going to be great. And before anybody jumps up and starts the whole anger parade that this is not going to be on the main card, that these are being referred to as dark matches, they're going to be on the site. They're giving it away. They're giving this match away for free. They want it's free promotion. They want everyone to tune in and see it. No excuses. You don't have to pay to see the stardom matches at Wrestle Kingdom. You all you got to do is just go to the website and you'll see it. They want everyone to have access to it. It's not a negative. Right. This is a positive. Right. This so if you're a woman wrestling fan but you don't want to buy the whole thing, guess what? You don't have to. Exactly. You don't have to. They're not if you if this is your first time getting an opportunity to Let's say that you don't buy the stardom shows at home and you've heard a lot about it and you've seen some YouTube stuff, but you want to watch it live. Here's your shot because they yep. put both. They put all their champions in these matches. You're going to see your I can't do the names. I'm sorry, but these I know these names. These are the best talents that they have. These right. are their top stars. They didn't just give you jabrones, guys. They're giving you the best of, uh, of stardom, including their top stable. Everyone's in here. So if you want to see the best of Stardom, this is the way to do it. Now, uh, this takes us to our King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. It's going to be a four-way match. Again, these are all TBAs because there's all types of different matches that still have to take place uh, before they fill out who's going to be in that four-way. But the winner gets the King of Pro Wrestling trophy uh, for 2021. Now, I've said this a lot, right? I've said trophy. I've said G1 Climax tournament. I've said Super Juniors. I've been throwing out a lot of jargon and names of tournaments. So people are probably sitting here going, God damn, how many trophies and tournaments does this company have? A lot. 
I'm and I'm looking at it, and instead of feeling like super overwhelmed, my brain's going straight to, hey, what if it's nice that we have John Cena, right? But right. what if we had like five of them? <laughs> and they all matter. They all you know what I mean? Money. Like yeah. having this many divisions just means you could have that many top guys, which means yeah. you could have that many runs for belts instead of having the same person having to kill themselves. And the matches just mean more and all the belts and the trophies mean something. At least that's what I'm getting out of it. I could be but talking the... completely out of my ass. No, no, no. What you're saying is making absolute sense. And I, I'm going to compound on that because if you're hearing me say a lot trophy this and tournament this and set up this and like my brother just said like if, if everything that i'm mentioning feels important so far every match even this match this match has four tbas but still it's for something it means something you're and like I'm, i don't know anything about new japan but i'm pretty sure the provisional kopw 2021 trophy has some like pristine behind it where well, whoever's not, going in that match wants that trophy yeah. like it's going to do something for even though it's not a belt that's going to do something for someone on their resume to have that trophy well let me i'm gonna well that's the thing because this this particular trophy uh hasn't been around for very long Right, okay. it, it actually just began. Uh, Toro Yano won it in August, uh, but let's explain it for a second, because okay. like you said, you were like, "Well, this is a, this it, it's got to mean something. It's got to mean something." So uh, it was like again, uh, Okada's the one that brought it up. He teased the controversial announcement during a press conference. He announces the creation of a new title following an idea by Okada. Okada then proceeds to introduce the title and its concept, announcing the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 following for this year. So this is going to be the start of this King of Pro Wrestling trophy thing. This is going to be an annual thing that they're going to be working okay. on. And the oh, reason, so this is brand new then. This is brand fucking new. And the oh reason why that they're doing Are this, you expecting some bangers in this, in the well, TBAs? Well, the, the fact that they're uh, utilizing it in a four-way structure tells me that they're going to really go hard and they're going to Even if they don't put the biggest names in there, they're because it's the first one, they're going to put four guys in there. They're going to really fucking be ready to go. Right. Uh See here, the the title was inactive beginning of the year. Simple, okay, so while New Japan has historically been focused heavily on traditional matches, being single or tag team, they do tend to stay away from special stipulations, which is absolutely true. Uh, Dude, New you're Japan, you're hard selling me on New Japan right now. Like <laughs> everything you're saying is everything that I want. New, I, I really need to start. This watching is why this I stuff. wanted to do it on the show. But uh, New Japan does tend to stay away from ridiculous shit. Singles matches, tag matches, that's the most you'll see. Yes, but as please. You, but as you can see, as we've gone through this, even though it's a single or a tag and they're considered classic stipulations, they mean something. Well, the KOPW title, these matches that are involved with this title will focus exclusively on non-regular stipulations, such as matches with more than two individual competitors, which <laughs> is why we have a four-way here, because mm -hmm. this is something they don't do. They don't do four-ways in New Japan. But it looks forward to also including two out of three falls matches, ladder matches, and steel cage matches. Each of the match participants can propose a stipulation, and the fans will vote to select which stipulation the, ma the actual match will follow. Oh, so fans the, will vote. So the wrestlers who, will, who are being scheduled to participate in these matches will pitch stipulation ideas. 
those ideas will not be settled by the booker. The fans will vote on which stipulation it will be at the wow. actual event. So even if behind the scenes picks the type of match, it's still out of the booker's hands. That's past that point. Well, yeah, that depends <clears throat> on how up front this this vote process will be. But as I've told people for a thousand years now, you could leave it up to fan vote and still work it out. So right. long as you leave stipulations small. Like when they used to do the Taboo Tuesdays, and they were like, well, what match is it going to be? See, they did it stupid. Because they're the WWE, they do everything stupid. So they would be like, option A, no disqualification. B, street fight. Three, no holes barbed. Basically, everything's indicating the same match. It's right. the same thing. It's just a no DQ match. So they, right. would, so they would book that match the way that it was. That way, it didn't matter what the vote was. Here, if you kept it minimal, you can still do it. Like, for instance, this is a four-way. That is the stipulation. And anything else, adding to my knowledge, anything else to that. It's just four guys. Right. But if if you were to get two guys and one guy wants, I don't know, a ladder match and the other guy wants a steel cage match, you could leave that vote up to the fans. But that's very easy to take two guys and go, okay, here's what we want to do in case it's a ladder match. Here's what we want to do in case it's a steel cage match. Just keep it in mind when the vote goes through. Just do that, and that'll be it. It'll still you, you could do it legit and still have it. I love this last line here. Despite its unique concept, KOPW uh, is recognized as an actual championship and not a tournament or other non-conventional accolade by New Japan. The name right. of the title changes based on the year, with the 2020 version of the title being named KOPW 2020. It is reset every year, and the process re is repeated until a new champion is crowned. So, when you win this match, you are the king of pro wrestling until the next king of pro wrestling matches, match takes place. Okay, and so it's it not resets. something you defend. No. But you are in this match next year. Doesn't, no, it doesn't necessarily guarantee oh, okay. that you won. And that's why they're calling it a trophy. Right, because you won for that year. Gotcha, if gotcha, If you want to gotcha. get another one, you got to re Kind of like King of the Ring and right, stuff like that. something to that degree. Right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's what that is. So I'm learning this, too, as a matter of fact, as we go through this. Because I knew That's about, awesome. I knew that's about, cool. I like that. I knew about the trophy. I just didn't understand the history behind it. Um, right. Because I remember Okada's announcement. I just don't. I forgot where that went. Because <laughs> he made that announcement over the summer. But I guess this well, is Well, here it is. Here it is. This is it. This is the trophy. I like it, but I don't like it now that I'm thinking about it. Because I think one of the reasons why so many people like New Japan is because it stayed very simple and classic. Adding these stipulations in could be a gateway. I just don't want to see whole shows now where it's like extreme rules, but their version of it. That would just be ridiculous. Stay to if what it's you one want. match that's one not... match, I have no problem. No, I if just... it's one gimmick match for a gimmick trophy once a year on a big show to like break up the action. I don't mind that. That's fine. It's when every match turns into a ladder match that is a little like, okay, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I just don't want it to get crazy. That's it. I could deal with the one match. Uh, the next matchup, uh, here we go. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Suzuki Guns representatives El Desperado and Kane Morrow will defend their titles against one or eight Taguchi and Master Wato. Mm -hmm. Uh, those names definitely ring a bell for me. Those got Dragon Gate names all over it. Uh, but those are them's the juniors. 
And uh, Suzuki Gun, I believe, is also the stable that holds the other tag team champions, uh, Dangerous Trekkers. I believe Zack and Taichi are also in Suzuki Gun. They got all the gold down there at Suzuki Gun. Uh, the match that is going to be a sleeper. This is the sleeper pick. Uh, if you follow New Japan, it's not much of a fucking secret. But for people like us who don't pay attention to every single thing that they do, I'm telling people, this is the one. Shingo Takagaji against Jeff Cobb. I'm reading this here. Does this imply that any weight class? Is you're that what I'm about reading? The, you're talking about the never open weight championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not so much about weight class. I'll read it to you. Never is an acronym. Oh, never open. Gotcha, never gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. is an acronym for the term. Okay. Okay. Yeah. New blood, evolution, valiantly, eternal, and radical. I don't know why the hell radical, but whatever. That's their thing. Because, dude. Totally. <laughs> of course, in the to... radical championship, yes. they'd have Jeffrey. Yeah. Well, Jeff. Yeah, I know. The whole point, <laughs> and there's a lot to read here, but it comes down to this. The whole point of this belt is to feature the younger, up-and-coming talent and outside wrestlers who are not signed to the promotion. Okay, it's almost like a uh, like a trial or like a uh, uh, like testing them and stuff like to that. to a degree or giving them yeah. opportunity. Shingo is signed by New Japan, but I guess he would fall under newcomer or up and comer. Jeff Cobb, right. if I'm not mistaken, does not have a full time New Japan Pro Wrestling contract, right. but it's not his first time wrestling on a New Japan card. So right. I guess this is something for them to battle over, something to fight for. Uh, I forgot what last year's was, but it was a It seems year. like they got so much big talent. It's almost like a way yeah. to not waste your big <laughs> talent on something yeah. new. Yeah. God damn, dude. I got to watch this. This, is just, <laughs> this card looks so interesting. Jeff like, Cobb is a fucking monster. A fucking I wonder beast. if it watches the same way that it feels reading it. Uh, if you're not watching it live and you have the capability of pushing the fast forward button in between shit, yes, I think it will. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's a big show, so it has a big feel. I think it's going to feel less big, but less people in it. Because when it's full, brother, it's an event. So we'll oh, I see. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, so this match is going to be crazy. Jeff Cobb is a fucking freak. AEW dropped the ball on that one. I don't know what happened with that. He came in and, and did a move and jumped somebody from behind, and then we never saw his ass again. Uh, we're not going to get started on the AEW stuff. Yeah. Uh, Evil versus Sanada, two tag partners, uh, where it's got to come to a head. This is Road Dog versus Billy Gunn. This is a, mm, they, they, enough is enough, yeah, man. They they can't do this shit anymore with each other. They're gonna have to fight I'm it sick out. Sick of you fucking up my matches <laughs> and my opportunities. Now you gotta catch these they, hands. That's it. They gotta catch these hands. And the next two matches we already talked about: uh, Taji Ishimori, the champion, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, against the winner of those two tournament winners. And our night two main event, Jay White challenging against whoever wins night one, Naito and Ibushi. Uh, night two, I'm telling you, anything Ibushi's in, hold your match of the year candidate vote until Ibushi wrestles. I don't care what number of match he is. Hold that vote. Right. Don't cast that vote just yet until Ibushi wrestles. How crazy would it be if Ibushi wins the first night? And this guy could have not had to do that. And he fucking did it anyway, and he lost. I don't think it and would be it's... that crazy for him because he still comes out of this looking like a hero. I think what would really be fucked up is if Ibushi does win night one, only to lose to Jay on night two. 
to like, lose again. Like to be, to be the not champion. Only, like not only did he use his lose his opportunity, but, but then the lost his title. Yes. I'm sold, dude. You got me hooked <laughs> and reeled in, man. I'm ready. Because now what happens is is that Naito obviously is going to want his rematch. But how crushed would Ibushi be if he wins, he finally climbs the mountain and mm. he beats Naito, the double champion, uh, a credible main event world-class talent, just to fucking get swindled again. I mean, by if you look or, at it from... Or it works the other at... way. What if he overcame Naito night one, but also got his payback on white and walks away with the belt and, uh, and two straight victories? Boy, hey, listen, if he does, and that's awesome, but if he loses to Jay White, at least then Jay could be like, look, dude, you never deserved it to begin with because he couldn't beat me the first time, so you shouldn't have had it in the first place. <laughs> nah. <laughs> shouldn't have <laughs> been Oh, God. So that's that funny. is Russell Kingdom 15, guys. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, if you think about it, if you remove the dark matches, one, two, three, four, five, six matches night one, that is very doable. It's a very doable card. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, six matches. Oh, six and six. Okay. That works itself out. Those six matches one night, six matches the other. Now, folks, let me just remind you when you watch this, it's six matches, which sounds very doable. But remember, some of these matches are going to have some fucking time on it. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. The main uh, events will be the longest matches. They always give them the most time because they have a legitimate story. They have. Oh, it's not going to be like WWE where the six-man tag is an hour and a half long? Oh, no. Oh, no. New Japan does not allow that bullshit to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Start playing the music. As the shows progress on, the matches will get longer. Your, your earlier right. shows will be short or shorter. Okay. That's why they have the juniors. They always have the juniors first because they go the fastest. So they catch your attention. They do all this cool shit, and then boom, you're on to the. And then they slow you down with the tag team. They match. warm. They warm you up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You don't get tired out at a Wrestle Kingdom show. They don't fuck with you like that. So those are the matches for Wrestle Kingdom. That's what we got set up for you there. We like I work at New Japan. That's what they have set up for you, fucking there. No, fuck it, claim it. We, 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 we did this, guys. Congratulations. That's <laughs> <laughs> correct. Uh, now, over here in the States, we have uh, another show that's going to be popping up. Uh, no, don't ugh me because this one's good. I'm actually excited for this one a little bit. Not as excited no, as it's, I am. No, it's really not. It's not that bad. Not in comparison. That, this card it? actually looks pretty good. Yeah, especially since there's no Gargano on it. It's absolute, dude. See, look at that. I'm, I'm, my spirits are up again, dude. I'm feeling. Let's go. Let's talk about. Let's this, talk dude. about another it. show that doesn't have Johnny. You know yes, it's a dirty Gargano free day for for brother Dave. But why don't you go ahead? You have the listing in front of you, correct? I believe. Right. You so yeah, the so NXT ahead. New Year's Evil show. You want? Is that like a new thing, or is this? This a is absolutely event? new. I've never seen them do anything. Okay. Like this. Okay. For the, okay. For this, so early in the I year. I would imagine this is an. If this is an order, it's pretty interesting. I so don't we think have, it's in order, but I wouldn't think it would be either. Considering, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So anyway, the way the listing I have here, we'll just go in that order, I suppose. Uh, we're gonna. We got. You know what? I'm just going to try to read it in the order that I think it's going to be. Okay. So you got um, 
Karen Cross. Am I reading that right? Karen Cross. Karen Ian. Karen Cross versus my guy. Your guy. Damian Priest. I fucking dude. This guy has been wasted the past few months going up against Gargano. But this actually looks. I'm hyped for this match, man. The only person that does not like Damian Priest is my wife. She refers to him as Puerto Rican Baron Corbin. I'm like, damn, that's what No. <laughs> no. I, I, he's a listen, far better word. I don't I see where she's at with that. Like I yeah. can see it. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no, because this guy can he he, he can doesn't go. make me cringe when he's no. on the mic. He's not the greatest talker in the world, but it's not cringe. Like yeah. he gets his words out. He talks just fine. I like it better so. when he talks just freely, like he's not reading a script. When he's just riffing it, just says stupid shit. Right, he's just being silly yeah. or whatever, or just I love, talking. I love his smack talk. He just says rather stupid. Did you see when uh, Gargano got beat for the title, and he was complaining to Regal and Priest was there, and he's like, "That wasn't a real match." He's like, "What do you mean it's not a real match? You idiot! You booked it." He's like, he's "Yeah, yeah, no, that was he's hilarious." Like, you're right, an idiot! Yeah. You dumbass! You're the one who booked the match. <laughs> That's funny. Oh god. Uh, yes. All right. So then I think the next one is gonna be. Well, hold on a second. Mm. Wait a second. Karrion Cross, just for a second, mm-hmm. uh, returning from an injury, right? The clavicle, the old shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Never. He he injured himself the night that he won the title. He never got another opportunity at that championship. Right. Uh, Triple H. High, Triple H is high on this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. This might be a, a bad night for Damian Priest. I think. Oh, I believe uh, it. After everything, I think it's going to be a great match. After everything that Damian Priest has done to build himself as a bona fide star, it looks like it's all going down the toilet one foul swoop for the guy who well, just got back. The good thing and the bad thing, mostly bad at this point about NXT for me is that, like you, uh, I don't. I don't have my eggs in any basket. I'm just like starting to fall in love with some of the personalities. It's not getting to the point where I see a match is like, oh, I really hope this guy wins. You know what I mean? Like whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to get familiar with the talent. So in this case, it doesn't happen very often. But in this case, it works out perfectly because all of these names are really dope and I'm interested in all of them. So whoever wins at the end, it doesn't matter because I think all the matches are going to pan out just fine. It's going to be a great show. However, that doesn't happen very often yeah. for NXT. Count so, your blessings, boys and girls. So without that, like, I need this guy to win and being invested in that manner, whether he wins or loses, and then you get the emotional response behind that. I don't have that. So all right, that's why most of the shows when I watch NXT, it's like, uh, until you finally get an interesting one. And you're just like, <laughs> all right, good enough. And then you move on. So what's the next match? All right, so the next match, because I was looking at it, I want to try to see if I can call the order. I'll keep track when I actually watch it here. But I think it's going to – I think they're going to do – I think they're going to do the uh, Escobar versus – how you say it? Metallic? Is that his last name? Grand Metallic. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to do the singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight second. Which could be dope because those two guys go way back. They're going to do all kinds right. of flippy lucha shit. Right, right. A true no, that, cruiserweight championship match. Uh, this it reminded me. I just because I did just watch the NXT because I I haven't seen it in a little bit, so I wanted to catch up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this just reminded me of the lucha match that they just had last week, and or what is the last show? 
and I got so triggered with this match. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't think I've ever seen it. But watching someone in a mask like a lucha wrestler do a super kick just triggered me to no end. <laughs> like I, I literally paused it and had to. I just did something else for a little bit and then came back and like that's how bad it bothered me and it just reminded me of like all the conversations we had about taking moves and then moves not yeah. mattering anymore and the fact that I saw a lucha wrestler do a super kick again if I'm off base on this and people have done it let me know it won't change my thoughts on it it still makes me sick but I don't think I've ever seen a lucha do a super kick it's a, it's a new thing and the lucha bros are the ones who's murdered it uh, Penta and uh, Phoenix with their super kick, super kick, try to be the Mexican young bucks over here. It's so sad because they look so great. And the moment I saw that, I'm like, I'm past it now. And if that's a, if that's like a gimmick of theirs, yeah. oh my god, so sad. Anything else you want to say about these two, these two gentlemen? No, but the but the uh, the the lucha style brings me to something that I just remembered right now as we're talking. So. Real quick, and this is non-NXT related, uh, my son and I have gotten into the habit of practicing spots. It's so, so a way to get it in. Yeah, we've been, do, we've been doing it on, on my bed where we'll do random things, you know, TDT into this or whatever, like we start doing other stuff. So he's gotten really hip to the Hurricane Rana. Right. Uh, he understands now how to perform it, pulls my shoulders. It's fun out. when you don't break your neck. Uh, well, I'm in control of the move, so he's not going to break his Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he, I'm just, pulls, listen, I'm just spitting facts. He pulls. He, he sets it up perfect. He pulls my shoulder down. He does the leap. I have my hand in the prayer thing. I grab him. He's already developed the trust of throwing himself back, and I do the curve, and I make sure that he lands on his hip, the whole deal. Well, he does it now sometimes spontaneously. I, I've taught him moves, but I've yet to train him on how to, quote, unquote, call spots. Right. So he just does stuff. So he, he's gotten into the habit uh, of just kind of doing it. So today he did something that uh, we're going to have to talk about because uh, this is a big no-no for me. So he got his first audible today. And I don't know, for those of you who don't know the jargon, an audible is when someone calls a spot and starts executing it without verbal confirmation. He's just doing his own thing. And you just purposely fuck the whole spot up and do your own thing, and then when you get his ear, you go, "No, no, we're not, we're not gonna do that. That's that's no, no, no." So right. he attempted a poison rana. Uh, that's the reverse hurricane rana, where he's okay. sitting on my shoulders like like a like a like a, like like like, a, like, a, like electric chairs, feet over my chest. He's he's sitting on my shoulders, and he threw himself back like he was gonna hurricane run at me, like I was gonna sell that oh, shit. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And, and because my back, I can't control the move, right? Because it's my back. So he threw. Oh, that's funny you say that. And that I think in that match that I just watched with the, he did that right, right at the end of the match. I think. Yep. It's happened, yeah, it happened and then they did times. the elbow, yes. and then they yes. finished the match, right? Right. That's so, the move. Okay, right. okay, okay. So he cool. th he threw himself back. That's he, just fire. He though. goes. That looks he good, goes. Dude. Hurricane Rana. He dumped on my my neck, and I'm like, wait, what? Because he didn't tell me anything. So he throws his feet up. Luckily, I catch his feet, but then he just throws himself back. So when he threw himself back, I dropped my right arm. So when he threw himself back, I can catch him by the chest, and right. I flattened him out. And I when he and I made him bump on his belly on the bed, and then I put the sleeper hold on him. I was like, "Nah, 
You gotta calm him down. Yeah, you gotta so bring him down a little bit. He's hype. Yeah. He's hype. You gotta lock him up. Young fella. Pull him down. <laughs> yeah, you gotta bring these young fellas down a second. Hold up. Bring him down to the mat. Talk pause. to him for a second. Let's pause so for the calm pause. his ass down. Yeah, I've never. He's never attempted that. I grabbed him by his feet. I was like, whoa. And I and my brain just works this way. I immediately. I didn't even tell him no, stop, and then I put him down. I countered it because it was <laughs> the only thing I had to give him an audible. I was like, no, 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 no. We're Listen, not, you do that again, and yeah, um, we're I'm not punching you in the face. Yeah, we got, we have to have a conversation on calling spots. He just does stuff, and I'm like, bro, no, I don't deal with that in my profession. I'm not gonna deal with that at home. No, that's not right. gonna happen. Anyway, that's just something that that's, happens. So go ahead. That's dude. funny. That's funny. This dude. Um, see this this next one, I I would it could go either way. It Ooh. really could. Okay. But I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And say it's gonna be Champa. Versus Thatcher. Gotcha. Next. In the fight pit. In the fight pit. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the next match. Yeah. Uh, those two. I I'm really, I really want to see Ciampa. I, I don't know him that well. I think you pointed him out, and I think um, my buddy that I watch wrestling with has pointed him out in like in no other stuff that may have seen him before. But I, I don't know his his promos has just kind of got me. Like I just want to I want to see him go he, for he's it. He's the ace of NXT. He's the guy. And, uh, he was he's injured, trying. right? He's been injured twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, I think he had a match, but that motherfucker he, is um, bionic. It, yeah, he just doesn't die. You can't kill. It is impossible to kill Tommaso Ciampa. If you put him in a crematorium, he would just sweat. He's not gonna. He's not gonna burn. He cannot. His promos killed. were very refreshing. Yeah. Like they were good, and it felt like gritty almost. If that makes sense, like old school ish. He's not yelling. He's not screaming. It's a very growl, very doldrum kind of tone that he's taking, and he's right. He's just getting See, to the point. Right, right. No, I'm I'm into both of these guys. So I can't wait. I can't wait for this match. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun one. Anything you want to say about this one? Anything uh, you're looking I forward just, to? Yeah, I'm looking for uh, Timothy Thatcher needs to fucking win this. Um, this is the second fight pit match. The first okay. one. The first one was a banger. First one was dope. Uh, him and okay. Matt, him and Matt Riddle. I think you can YouTube it. I don't even think you need. Oh the network my for god! Yeah, him I might and, even. I fucking love Matt Riddle. Uh, man. That, that dude match is was so insane. Good. Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle was so fucking good. That was the first fight pit match. Uh, super dope. It was Riddle's Wait, last. Wait, Thatcher is the guy who runs around with Gargano, right? No. That's Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Okay, this okay. I'm still learning, boys. Yeah, I'm still learning. Guy, this is the guy with the missing teeth. He's got the missing teeth, and he cuts those promos like real. Oh, that guy. That guy's a, a wrestler, animal, wrestler. Yes, man. Yes, him and Ciampa. Now, here's the thing. Thatcher fought Riddle in the first fight pit match, and, and Riddle. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, did Riddle win? Because that was his last match. No, I don't know. I don't. I, I think maybe Riddle may have lost because now that you're saying it, I remember them using it in the promo. They showed him beating the crap out of Riddle. Right, he did. He uh, Thatcher did win the first pit one. They wouldn't have used it if he lost. Right. Okay. So, and it was definitely in the promo. I still want him to win this because I really think this should be this should be his fucking match. Um, Tommaso. He really brings back that hardcore feeling again. Tommaso fought Thatcher at uh, War Games and won in a fight. They fought each other. I haven't seen much of him, so if I'm talking out of my ass, guys, I'm sorry. He gives me, he gives me like, I don't like, like, a little bit, not not quite, but like, 
Mick Foley vibes. Like he gives okay. me the vibe like he's willing to kill himself or like get into these brutal fights where like his teeth is falling out yeah. and all kinds of crazy as shit. As far as his mentality, sure, but he is a he's a ballroom bro. He, he how's that ballroom brawler because that indicates fight. He he's not afraid to hit. He's not afraid to get hit. And but he's a scientific wrestler. He's a grappler. Right. He's old right, right. school, shoot, no knee pads, get on the ground. I think his finishing move is that front face, uh, front face, head, uh, front chancery, the headlock. That front right. face headlock where he locks that shit on you. He, right. He's like a real fucking, this guy will stretch you type motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And Champa is one of those guys too, but he's got the entertainment side to him. So it's these two had a great match. I think it was War Games. This is the rematch here. It's going to be in the fight pit. I'd love to see these guys go one more time. Uh, nah, man, it's just something about Tim. He just he looks so generic, and then when he gets in yeah. there, it's just like holy he fuck! Should, he should like you don't expect that. that from him when you look at him. Well, That's if you followed him on the indies, you kind of expected it, but on the big stage, well, you're it's right. from yeah. my point of view of right. someone who's never no, no, seen no, but him. But you're absolutely right. right because for someone who doesn't have that much of a personality, for him. The way he debuted and the way that he was being used, it was kind of awful. Not awful. It was kind of awkward. Awkward. But the pit, the fight pit with him and Riddle, that's when everybody was like, ooh. Ooh, this guy is We got a player serious. here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going last woman standing next. So last woman standing, and the only reason why I feel like this is running right before the main event is just the feel of how hard they're running those promos. And like how much they're really driving this women's match. It's gonna be. I, I'm looking forward to it. These women are fucking yeah. massive, dude. They are massive, but my only thing about. I like your order, but Raquel and Rhea Ripley in a last woman standing match is going to be physical. I don't know if I want that physicality just before Balor and O'Reilly. Mm hmm. So the order that you gave, I think, is well. Yeah. The pit, the fight pit's going to be physical too, right? That's probably why I probably have the cruiserweight championship match higher. I got you to like, break it up. To a little break bit it more. up, I'm right. sticking with my order. No, I'm not telling you to change it. I'm 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 contributing to what you're doing. Saying from my point of my end, that mm-hmm. if I if I was to create an order, I probably would have the women open, just to get that fist fight out of the fucking way. Then right. I would probably throw Cross and Priest in there because they're going to be a fight, but they're not going to be a long fight. You can't have these two big bulls going in there in 15, 20 minutes. That's mm-hmm. that's seven to nine, seven to ten minutes. Just just beat the fuck out of each other and get the fuck out. That's that right. that to me, even though it's a match that I'm looking forward to, it, of the physicality scale from all these other matches, it's a little on the lower end. So you could get that story between Raquel and Rhea out of the way early. Right. Actually, fuck that. I just thought about that. You can't do that because you got to play that promo package and you can't open the show with a promo package. Fuck it. I'm changing it up. Cross and Priest will open. Let them open. Let them fuck it up. Then we go to the promo package with the girls. Let the girls do their thing. Then oh, okay. that, that way you can also set up the fight pit while they're doing their fucking thing. Do the fight pit. Do the cruiserweight. Do the last match. But is there anything you want to say about that last match? Balor and O'Reilly 2. The rematch. Yeah. Um, do you Broken want to put bets? You want to put bets? Put bets on uh, the winner here? No. What body part Vin Balor is going to hurt? 
you or you or you're calling Receipt City here. So when something's breaks, right, right, right. right. Some like he's gonna hurt something. Now is it gonna take him out for a long time? I don't know, but something is getting hurt. This dude is just falls apart. Now this match is gonna be it's gonna be a good match. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing: it doesn't matter if Vin Balor gets injured, which he's more than likely going to. The match still is always dope. It's just you don't see him again for the next six months. So yeah, it's gonna be a good match. What do you I don't know anything about O'Reilly besides Oh oh, oh O'Reilly? <laughs> well not that not that O'Reilly. I was always um see my story with Kyle O'Reilly is kind of a fucked up story because the first time I met Kyle was when he was with Adam Cole as a tag team. They were a tag team when I first met him. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. And you can see between the two, you put them next to each other, you go, oh, God, you know it's Adam. And then that that went where it went, and he became a single star, and all of a sudden him and Bobby Fish were teaming. And Bobby was the veteran. So you're like, all right, so you kind of lean more toward Bobby on that one. Then they had a feud. Uh, I think it was Kyle and Adam had a feud for the title that was pretty good. Uh, Kyle ended up winning the title. But even in that instance, like you're like, fuck, you know, Adam – Everyone always looks at Adam. And then when they all went to WWE, they went at different times. But, you know, technically speaking, of the four members of Undisputed Era, Kyle, if I'm not mistaken, was signed first. Uh, Either Kyle or Roddy. I can't remember which one it was. But Roddy wasn't a member of the group. Roddy was thrown into the group because of the Ring of Honor connection, and they didn't have shit for him. The original group, uh, Bobby, Kyle, Adam, and there was somebody else that I'm forgetting from Ring of Honor, Kyle was the first one in. So I've always looked at Kyle as kind of like, he's a good hand, he can perform, he's a mechanic. He's in the mechanic group. Guys that could just do it with anybody, it doesn't matter. When he came to NXT, all of a sudden, Kyle O'Reilly became a personality. I couldn't believe it. All these guys who used to be so fucking unsalted crackers, and I don't mean that in a derogatory, I mean nothing, bland. Mm-hmm. Just kicks and punches and cool snap suplexes or whatever. They came to NXT and just blew it up. Kyle with the fucking walk and the belt. He like does this goofy shit. And every promo, Kyle was tuning up his belt, his air guitar belt. He would take screwdrivers to it while they're talking. He's in the background doing shit. He started hey. getting me. He started making me laugh. Then, but right. then, but then on top of that, he'd go in and they'd have killer matches. So, I loved the first match that Balor and O'Reilly had. But it was a fist fight, essentially. I mean, it was just a hardcore, strong-style fight, which is dope. But, again, I don't watch the WWE for fighting. I know people right. I know people love that style of pro wrestling, but that's not what I watch WWE for. I, I don't mind a match like that so long as it's following breadcrumbs. This right. promo is... Let's be honest. This feud isn't going anywhere. Balor is going to be competing against somebody else after this, so is Kyle. You don't think he's going to drop the belt? Uh, no, no chance. Not not to Kyle O'Reilly, not right now. I don't know how much longer the Indisputed Era is going to even be on NXT. I mean, right out, we're heading into the Royal Rumble in a few weeks. Announcement on that at the end of the show. Uh, after that, we're getting into Mania season, and that's where we get call-ups. Last year at WrestleMania, they didn't do too many call-ups because we had the pandemic. What was the point? Even, right. when, even when they called people up, they didn't do shit with them because there was nothing they, they could do with them. It was a restricted schedule. But if we're being true to the rumors that they're going to be opening up more facilities, we're going to be traveling a lot more in the next year, 
they're going to need the talent. And you would think Undisputed Era would be on the top of everyone's fucking list. So what would be the point? They did that with Kyle and Ring of Honor. Kyle and Adam had signed WWE contracts, but they weren't due to leave for another, what was it, 60 days or whatever. So that's when they had that feud for the title, Kyle and Adam, and Adam dropped the belt to Kyle just so he can walk away and say that he was a Ring of Honor world champion. He had been there for eight, nine, maybe ten years, but he'd never been a champion. So they gave it to him on the way out, which is dope. It's on the resume, but what did it really mean? Same thing here. Same thing here. He's been with NXT for, uh, I want to say three, maybe four years. If he was to win the championship from Finn now, how does that help NXT? Where do you put Finn Balor after that? Where do you move him to? Who does he feud with? Does Kyle stay because he's the champion and you move the other members to the main roster? I don't know how that's going to work itself out. It just sounds more confusing than if Finn just retains. You'll get a, right. you'll get a crazy match out of it. I don't really put too much on this particular show. There's no tag team title match. There's no North American title match. There's no NXT women's title match. I just feel like they're putting on a show to go against Wrestle Kingdom. Just something to garner that attention. People are going to be buzzy. Remember, Wrestle Kingdom is January 4th and January 5th. People are going to be buzzing on wrestling on the 4th and the 5th. And then here comes NXT on the 6th. So I, I really just think, you know how people book their shows for WrestleMania weekend so they can get that WrestleMania crowd? Same thing mm-hmm. here. People are already going to be streaming. They're all going to be talking about wrestling. Hey, remember Prince Devitt, who used to run around as the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, killing it in the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, well, he's wrestling on Saturday uh, against uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who also was on Wrestle Kingdom quite a few times. Right. They're wrestling for the NXT title. You know, we got a lot of guys that used to run on that show that it's going to be here. You should check them out. It's, it's advertising. Right. They've never done this show before. I've never, I've never seen them do an early January show before. They usually stay away from Wrestle Kingdom, but fuck it, right? All rules uh, about wrestling. Seem it to doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like they're competing as more of capitalizing no. on the momentum. Well, I don't. I I didn't. Did I say compete? Uh, no, you didn't. Oh, I'm just okay. I'm I'm just making a comment. Like no, yeah. you said that they never they normally don't do that, and I'm just saying like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's more of a competition thing. More of it's like, no. hey, we got all this great talent. Yeah, the everyone's gonna be talking. Hey, let's put them in the right place at the right time yeah. and see if we can make some magic. Tell out. a wrestling nerd that he's got three days of great wrestling instead of two, and and you'll find a happy guy. Or, Absolutely, or, or gal. Speaking of or not gal. happy, we've been buzzing. All this great wrestling we're talking about. Should we even talk about this bullshit they try to force down our throat on Monday? Uh, I was literally thinking about telling you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I kind of like, give a fuck. I, I, like, I like where we're at right now, to be All honest right. with you. I like the energy. All right. Well, we're going to, if we skip that, which I've got no problem skipping because it's it was just going to be more negativity anyway. <laughs> I think well, not more negativity. We've actually been rather positive on this show. So so far, yeah. look at us. <laughs> we're growing in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, what a bang! So don't it. get used to hey, it. Hey man, we run this show. We'll skip whatever the fuck we want to skip. Maybe I'll do an extra <laughs> or something. Maybe I'll kill WWE on my own personal time. Who knows? There you go. But Why not? Do, that's we, what Facebook and Instagram is for. Exactly, because I don't get killed enough on my social media for the shit that I say. Let's throw some mm-hmm. other shit on there. Actually, if I said that, I might get more likes and shares. Because everyone hates WWE. There you uh, go. I mean, they all buy the merch, they all watch the shows, they all buy the network, but they hate it. 
Absolutely. And everyone it's, knows that. You know what? Sometimes love is hate. <laughs> love, love is hate. Isn't that a song? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Who knows? Anyway, main event position here, then, if we're skipping that dumpster fire. This may seem like we're going into a negative direction, but it really isn't. Uh, this is more of a paying of respects thing. We did an episode uh, a few weeks ago, actually, uh, the beginning of December, where on our rundown sheet we had mentioned Pat Patterson. Mm-hmm. And we got so hot into what we were talking about, we completely forgot about it. And that's not a disrespect to Pat, but there's been so many passings this year that it's kind of been difficult to keep track of, of, of all the situations that have taken place. Now, I have it in front of me. I'm going to run them down real quick. We, we've lost quite a few people uh, this year here in 2020. Rocky Johnson. A lot of these surprised me. I didn't know the a lot of these until you sent this to me. Yeah. So I was I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Whoa, that many! Like these are legends." It's 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 an odd number. Uh, We've had some pretty big years over the years, but this one was. And then one of them was really sad. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you'll surprise me with the really sad one. Because I, yeah. I would assume they're all sad, but this one was no, particularly but, I mean, sad. Go ahead. You'll, so Rocky Johnson, ahead. January 5th. I know which one you're going to pick. So Rocky mm-hmm. Johnson, uh, the late great father of The Rock, uh, WW, former WWF tag team champion, January 15th. Right. Howard Finkel, April 16th. That was sad for me on multiple levels. I think I talked about that earlier this year. This was before you came on the show. Right. Uh, I think this is the sad one, right? Shad, Shad Gaspard. May I mean, it is sad, but that's not the one I was thinking about. Oh, that's about. not the one. All right. Uh, that was uh, Shad Gaspar, of course. Uh, one half. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Crime time. Yo, yo, yo. Papa Shorty. Something's with Rollies. It's, it's crime Oh, time. okay. I remember <laughs> he that. He was the big one. Uh, he was okay, the one that okay. passed away saving his son. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, they were out swimming or whatever. A current that, that is indeed sad. Yeah. So, yes, well, you yeah, won't go uh, with that one, too. Hannah They're Kimura. That one, yes. man. She's 22. Yes, she was 22 years old. Hannah Kimura, uh, May 27th. What from? Um, suicide. She killed herself. Oh, goddamn. From cyberbullying. Uh, we did a whole thing on that when it took place because and now, oh my god, look at that! I just clicked on her. Look at that gimmick! Oh my god! Yeah, no, she was dope. Uh, Holy she was, crap. If she would have been alive today, she would have been in that Stardom match at the at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, That's sad, dude. She Fucking was breaks my heart. For those of you who did not hear the story, it's a quick one, but it's a sad one. So she's obviously a very high profile professional wrestler over in Japan and. She did a reality show, kind of like like think Big Brother type scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, she had gotten some gear made for a particular big show that was coming up, and I guess it was somebody's responsibility in the house to do laundry or something, and they washed her gear, which is a big no-no. You don't wash somebody's right. gear like that. And they fucked it up, and it was brand new. And they got into a big argument or whatever, and it was called caught on camera, and then she hit him. He didn't hit her back or he like it didn't get crazy. It was just like she was mad, right? So she swung or whatever and they grabbed her and there was a whole thing. It was even squashed on the show from what I hear. After that, she was kind of painted as a bitch, a villain, so to speak. Uh, even though that's not her true nature, it's just what it was, right? I'm not a hey, listen, I'm not the biggest asshole on the planet, but if you fuck my gear up, I'm fucking you up, period. 
Well, I mean, is that far-fetched? She's a fucking professional physical athlete. Yeah. Is it far-fetched that she would respond with aggression? Yeah. Well, anyway, she, she got attacked a lot online, and there was people sending stuff to her house. It was becoming a big ordeal. She wasn't feeling very safe. She had uh, coworkers and wrestlers or whatever that would stay with her when she wasn't feeling well. But she played it off well. She still went to shows. She was still wrestling matches. I don't know what it was that was going on in her life, but... May 22nd was the day that she reached uh, the point of no return. She was like, nope, that's it. And uh, she took her own life. That's fucking sad. And the internet exploded. This is why we had the conversation about her particular death, because she was being attacked not just by random TV show fans, people who saw the show. Wrestling fans really got on her case big time. They felt she was disrespecting the business and that she the way that she conducted herself wasn't you know the way that we do things and blah 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 and she really felt like the wrestling community uh and and a lot of people in it were giving her a lot of shit so when she died obviously everyone wants to jump on the wave and they're like oh fuck cyberbullying you guys are toxic you got right everyone wants to be the fucking hero when it's when it's too late Right. And I think it was a month, maybe two months after that, some shit went down with Sasha Banks. And here we are, Toxic City all over again. She's a bitch. She's a piece of shit. Fuck her. Fuck her. I'm talking about Sasha Banks now. Right. So I did a whole thing, and I was like, two months ago or a month ago, I can't remember what the thing was. You guys were all about anti-cyberbullying because Hannah had had enough and she took her own life. It took you motherfuckers 30 days to get back on your bullshit. It wasn't real. It was fake. It's fake bullshit. You jumped on the wave because now you're right back to fucking with people. Yeah, well, they could also be two different people. Well, here's the thing, though, because now Sasha Banks is on Mandalorian and now she's the best in sliced bread. Right. Oh, I was always a fan. Oh, she's the best. I love Sasha Banks. Uh, Mercedes Vernado did Star Wars, bitch. Not fucking Sasha Banks. Anyway, Mr. Wrestling 2. I don't think you have much of a memory of Mr. Wrestling number 2. Uh, <laughs> June 10th. Old school, my man. That's 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 a, That was heartbreaking for me. I was like, God damn, bro. Not Mr. Wrestling 2. Uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. August mm-hmm. 9th. Road Warrior Animal, September 22nd. Uh, that one was a that was a tough one, man. Because we lost Hawk uh, with his demons. We still got we almost lost Paul Ellering. I don't know if you know, but Paul Ellering's got a glass eye. Motherfucker mm. lost his eye in Alaska in the Iditarod. That right. man was <laughs> my man was sledding. He got frostbite in his fucking eye. You know how cold it has to be outside to you for you to lose your eye due to wind. That's bullshit. <laughs> that is fucking cold. Uh, Tracy Smothers, October 28th. That sucked. Oh, man, I got messages for that one. Uh, I got messages for all these shit. All of, somebody dies, and all of a sudden, I'm the go-to guy for so many motherfuckers, and I don't understand why. Uh, Pat Patterson, December 2nd. That sucked. Mm. Everybody's like, the creator of the Royal Rumble. It's like, this nigga was so successful. Fuck your face. Let's do it. There's so much greatness. I don't know why Zeus was on here, but it does suck. Tony Lester, Zeus, December 10th. He always be right. fuck Zeus. That nigga is Debo for life. Hmm. That nigga will always be Debo. Danny Hodge, 
uh, December 25th. Another old school guy, motherfucker, was crushing apples and shit with his hands. A real man. A real man's man. A motherfucker would slap his wife on the ass and she'd be thankful for it. It's Danny Hodge. And, uh, mm. and our last but not least, Mr. Well, hold on. And the, there's one more. Oh. Who's the other one? Uh, I'm trying to see the date here, but it says 2020. Howard Finkel? I said Howard Finkel, April 16th. Did you? Yes. He was my second guy. I said. Oh, he was. My bad. I I looked at that list three times Trump and I didn't see his name. Foolish. My bad. <laughs> no, I was like, dude, he's not on there. No he way. Said, Hold on a All second. Right, I've got to correct you there. No. <laughs> uh, and of All course, right, go uh, ahead, go ahead. of course, John Huber, otherwise known as Brody Lee. Uh, right. Or Luke Harper, depending on how you want to spin that. Uh, he he passed away on December twenty sixth. So we have not had the opportunity. Uh, there was a few people here that I did pay respects to on the show. Shad, obviously, we did a whole thing on Howard. Uh, Hannah, I just mentioned. Uh, actually, now that I'm looking at this, pretty much since the pandemic, I really didn't focus too much on the deaths. Cause man, we, I just wanted the vibe, man. Yeah. It's it's hard. There's so but many. I don't remember hearing a lot of these, like La Parka. The Rocky oh, Johnson, I didn't add La Parka. Or... Yes, yes, yes. La Parka also. La Parka too. Not the La Parka from WCW. Are you sure? Because yeah. that's what this looks like. No, it's it's the same outfit, but he passed it on. It's La Parka too. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed it on. It was long, long and kidney failure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I did, I don't remember. Honestly, Road Warrior, I don't remember hearing of. Like, I don't remember hearing a lot of these things. It's yeah. weird. So when you sent me this, I'm like, whoa, we really lost some people this yeah, year. There's quite a few of them um, Obviously, I don't know if you got a chance to see the tribute show on Wednesday for mm-hmm. uh, for Brody Lee. Uh, if no. you weren't a big Brody Lee guy, it'll. It doesn't matter. Uh, my wife doesn't know jack shit about Brody Lee other than whatever Luke Harper matches she saw along the way. And she could not stop crying. That fucking show will fuck your emotions up. If you've got no yeah. if you've got no intentions of trying to weep over somebody, don't fucking watch it. Um, it's a nice tribute. Uh, some of the guys did certain things, like his moves or wore his gear or whatever. Uh, I think the whole killer, the part that got me was the boots. Uh, when the son uh, brought the boots out and they put it in the middle of the ring, uh, my wife, I that's when I started tearing up was the boots. And my wife was a little confused. She was like, well, is, there, is there a deal with the boots? I'm like, that's it. That's right. the thing for the wrestler. When the boots are up, that's it. Every wrestler who's ever retired at a high level will tell you, when they have their retirement match, when they have the match where they know that that's it, I'm not wrestling anymore, that's the last thing they take off. They will take their tights off over the boots. No lie. They, they will, the boots are the last thing they take off because that's the emotional moment. This The symbolism makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so. to, to a wrestler's core, he I'm not talking about something he does for the camera. This is what they do in private. They, they do not remove their boots until they're absolutely ready. And I have literally heard stories of people... They're down sometimes booty ass naked, whatever it is, because they just they want to take a shower, but they they take a minute to just look yeah. at these fucking boots. Like I am never gonna put these shits on again, and it's a heart wrenching yeah. thing. And what kills me is that it's always uh, it's always an emotional moment when the wrestler 
puts the boot down, and they go, all right, this is it, and they get their round of applause, and they do their little hand wave. And But the kid, the guy's fucking kid had to put it there because he's fucking dead. And his yeah. son came out and brought the boots and put the boot down, and they put it, they had like a spotlight on it and everything. I was like, fuck. I get, yeah. And that was at the end. So I was like, shit, I almost made it all the way fucking through. And that's when it got me because of the symbolism of that. I love the shit they did with the kid. I know a lot of people are going to give the companies shit for overdoing it, which to a degree, I get it. Look, this guy was beloved. I never had the privilege. Of I don't believe there's a such thing as overdoing it in well, this he, type of situation. But, but, but hear me Blow out. all the smoke. He, yeah. he deserves it. Right. He deserved everything that he got. Some will tell you he deserves more. Right. Right. But this is a particular singular situation. I, I kind of started hearing people talk, and I and it started got getting me thinking, because there was so much love, right, given from so many people across, like Cody said, locker rooms, like WWE gave AEW permission to use certain footage and certain photos, like the WWE tag titles and Bray Wyatt and stuff was on AEW television. They. They had reached out to WWE and they gave them permission to do this. Like, right. this is how much respect this guy had. We're like companies and everybody likes working together to make sure he gets whatever we can do yeah, to get him the most do. spotlight. Right exactly now. right. Like right. everyone on this one day was on the same exact page. That's how much respect that he had. And there right. were some people that were saying, and, and and I don't know if it's a valid point or not, but it definitely got me thinking. What happens to the next guy that dies? And then he doesn't get this. What was he? A piece of shit? You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, he's getting so much fucking love. It's like, dude, the next fucking guy better get a fucking well, parade. Let, or some then shit let me that. tell you motherfuckers <laughs> out there, you want this much love? Don't be an asshole. Yeah, do what he did and you'll like, get love like this. Exactly. Yeah, that, live his life. It, this isn't this isn't equal for everybody. Like you get your respect because people respect the dead, but that doesn't mean that just because you pass away and you're a dickhead all your life that everyone's going to be running around and like doing what they need to do to show their respect. Some people are just sometimes silence is more than enough for specific people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my way of telling you that everyone doesn't deserve that. Yeah. So exactly. well, it's hard for some people to say, but I i don't care. Yeah, no, it needs to be said. It's something that I, I you know, I, I was honest and I was like, it got me thinking. You know, when I first heard it, but again, I always land back on, well, this is deserved. And that word to me means something. It's like he fucking deserved this. Yeah, like, not 2020 deserved, yeah. like for real deserved. Right, yeah, if he would have died this year, it would have been the same. Like, you know how, do you understand how good a human being you have to be for Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, the people over at Impact, I forgot exactly, I don't know if it's Demore or Callus, whoever's in charge of that. Like the major promoters for the major people who work in this in the states, even the indie companies, to upstate, put their shit aside. Upstate Pro Wrestling, the indie company where he made it was Upstate and I believe Empire Pro and Upstate New York where he first began his career, which is where all that earlier footage that was used for the tribute came from. Like indie companies, Impact, AEW, WWE, all got together and said, "Yeah, let's do something great for this guy." That's an awesome human being. <laughs> for Vince right. McMahon to be like, yeah, fuck it, let's let's do something for him and for the family or whatever like that. Um, everyone involved makes sure of two things, and and these I think are the most important things that people should take away from this. 
AEW has set up his children for life. Those kids are going to be fucking taken care of. Right. right. The second thing that I think is very, very important is that it illustrates a much bigger, I don't want to say problem, but it indicates something that we should definitely be looking forward to as professionals in 2021, is that a lot of people kept praising Brody. And every time they would praise Brody, they would give it a qualifier. They would say, he was such a good man. He's such a great family guy. He's such a great this. He's such a great that. And then they would say something like, and that's sorely needed in this business. You know, it was like, in a, like some people would say, in a business with so many people who are like assholes, here was this one guy who was just so cool and so honest and so this and so that. And they kept giving qualifiers to it. And I hope, you know, for the fans, this is a great tribute for that. And, and for even for the boys and, and the girls in the back, this is a great tribute. But I hope people were listening to these words past the Brody was a good guy person. These right. are professionals who do this every single day, who do it at a high level, who are telling the public, behind the scenes is filled with a lot of shitty people. He stands out. This guy stood out because he was great. And I hope people listen to this and realize, hey, am I one of the shitty people they're talking about? Because right. if you are one of those shitty people, stop it. Right. Stop it. Because if you're one of these people that hit me up and was like, man, what happens to the next person? If it's you and you're a shitty person, the answer to that question is nothing. Not this. I'm not doing nothing. Maybe not, maybe not nothing, but not a, this. A graphic? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, And people like Vince doesn't tweet. So Vince tweeted out something nice. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. For Harper. And then everyone jumped on Vince. And it was like, and in the end, if he would have said nothing, they would have jumped on him. He said something, well, and they still jumped. They would have jumped on him more. This was the greater of two evils. Yeah, at least you you got jumped on, but at least you did the right thing, and you got jumped right. on him for that, right? And everyone keeps bringing up the contract thing that he wanted out, that he wanted this. I would like everyone to know because this has been made public quite a few times. I think Brody did interviews where he talked about this. There is no heat there. There is no heat between Brody and the WWE. Yes. They definitely needed to be apart from each other. That was a marriage that was not going to work. But the WWE did everything they're supposed to do on the business end, and so did Brody. And it worked out in the end. Brody went on to become TNT champion over at AEW. He was well on his way to becoming a main event player in AEW, which isn't saying much because it's AEW and they're building stars right. all the time. But that's right. not the point. The point is, is that Vince and Brody may have had their issues in the past. Everyone does. It's business. Right. You're talking six figures or seven figures. Her feelings are going to get hurt. A lot of people don't understand that just because good business wasn't had, and what I meant by that is like a deal was made, yes. doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that you hate the other person. Right. You're just going to go the other way. And then I saw someone say, well, they did more for him in the small time he was there than he did the whole time he was with you. But just because one person isn't willing to purchase something and because he knows he's not going to use it, doesn't mean that the next guy who buys it doesn't use it all the time. Like one person might be have the space or the idea for him versus the other person. It doesn't necessarily mean that they hate each other. Yeah. And that's not even a true statement. He was with the WWE for what? 
five, six years, maybe right. more. He was with AEW for six months. Right. What the fuck did he do in AEW that was better than all the shit that he did in WWE? That doesn't even begin to make sense. His five it doesn't or six, need to make sense on his, the internet. His five or, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, his five or six years in the WWE is what set his family up. They're not right. going to be struggling. I mean, you know, she's probably going to have to get her own job now and, and make ends meet on her own. She's a single mom now. But they got a good basis there from the money that they made from the Yeah, fuck, fuck all that money shit. That don't it, even matter. Can we just, like, shit. leave the woman alone? She's waking yeah. up in bed alone without that person next to her. And yeah. if you're someone out there who doesn't understand what that means, that in itself fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, let the girl, let her grieve, it man. It literally just fuck. happened. And they're just jumping all over her. Did you hear about the Bruce Mitchell situation? Mm-mm. I sent you some links. I sent it late. I don't know if you got to it, but... Uh, Pete, you know, we call yes, him... no, 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 no. I did read that. Yes, okay, yes, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we call them the dirt sheets for a reason, folks. Uh, PW Torch, which has been around for a long time, uh, starting to go the way of ringside news to me. I've cut off ringside news a while ago for bullshit just like this. Uh, where Bruce Mitchell, a, 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 a writer for the website PW Torch, decided it was a good idea. To first of all, that whole half of that article is fluff. It's all bullshit that we all know about. He was in WWE for X amount of years, portraying the character of Luke Harper and whatever. Right? He just wrote a bunch of shit, and then at the end, turned heel on everybody and just started fucking making all kinds of accusations and this and that and why they demanding keep it shit yeah. like all kinds of. He crazy. jumped Absurd. on the fucking wave. See, so you know what it is though? He jumped on the wave because when he died. There was a lot of people on social media. Well, why won't they tell us? Well, what did he die of? We deserve to know. We were fans of his. We should know. why. He, you don't need to know shit. Nothing. You don't need to know nothing. You don't need to have... There's nothing you fucking need at all to even be aware of. It's ridiculous how some of these people are like, well, what, well, what was it? Did he have COVID? Did, was it cancer? What, what? You don't ever... I hope... That she stays true to her promise to her husband and you never find out. Because there is no reason for you to know anything. He's always been a private dude. I learned more about Brody during his tribute than I knew about the six or seven years that I knew him in WWE. He's such right. a private dude. He, I'm pretty sure he wanted this to just be kept close to the vest. Obviously, don't let this tarnish my legacy. I don't want this to be the thing people remember. Just let them remember the career. But here they are on the internet. Oh, we deserve to know. You don't need to know shit. This fucking guy was like, well, what if it's COVID? What if the W? What if AEW put their talent in danger? And blah, 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 blah. it doesn't change anything, it changes man. Nothing. Dude. Even if he died, which a doctor and the wife have come forward saying that this is non-COVID related. Even if they were lying bullshit out of their it fucking face, it doesn't matter. How dude. does that? How does that reflect on you at all? So he died of COVID. So what? What does that mean? How are you owed this? I don't understand. The man the, had a medical issue. She even issue said she did. They don't. They don't fucking know. They don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the shittiest thing in the world, too. I can imagine I'm sitting there reading it, and I'm like trying to view it from her perspective. It's just like you think she. You you think out of all the people who deserve to know it'd be her? She has to go to bed not knowing why he's not there next to her now. Like that shit is nuts, man. And the the fact that people just 
it's they're so desensitized by shit. Like, okay, you found out now. You you opened your you opened Twitter, you read he passed by this, you don't even react, you close it and you go about your day. Like it literally changes absolutely zero for people to know, yet all these people will rally and just send so much aggression through the internet through people who are just so vulnerable right now. It's just insane, man. It's people dumb. are fucking gnarly. I, I don't I don't get humans. <laughs> It's that's a good way to put it. I don't get humans, but it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And well, uh, uh, I think I sent it to you. They, uh, not only was the article pulled just based on sheer stupidity, he's fired. He's not there anymore. He's he not only should he be fired, should be fucking blackball. I don't want to see his name on anyone else's company. Like, I don't look into those things anyway. So regardless, again, it doesn't affect me. So me saying that, like, it's an emotional reaction. But at the same time, it's like. Dude, people like that don't deserve. I'm sorry, they just don't. If you don't care about someone grieving, which is one of the hardest things in the world to do, because if you think like emotional shit is hard to deal with, a lot of things people don't realize is that the worst part about emotional baggage is at the end of the night when everyone is home and you're by yourself because no one gives a fuck no one cares and you're just in your head dwelling and fucking sad and everyone is home laughing kicking it having fun or whatever they're doing and their fucking lives whether it's good or bad everyone's got to deal with their shit alone but you put all this extra weight and baggage on people and then they go home and they just fucking dwell on it man it's just sad yeah fucked up <clears throat> insane it's really 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 fucked up i don't know how some of these fucking people think but i'm glad i, I if it all comes together for that family and, and they end up getting all the information they need keep it to yourself don't tell any please of these, do don't, don't tell fuck everybody fucking seriously to nobody don't tell nobody shit you don't fuck owe anybody nothing. nothing hey people people who are listening to this let me give you the greatest advice you'll ever get in your whole fucking life and i don't care if you're 60 years old or you're 10 listening into this shit no one on god's green earth not even your parents fucking owe you anything nothing. if you can live your life that way you'll have a much better life do with that as you will that was a public service announcement from the other day. He's giving, so, he's giving it to you. On a more interesting note, I have a quick story about this. Um, when I got the information about this, I was watching a streamer. Now, I'm going to try my best to tell this story super fast because it can, I, it will involve a little bit of explaining, but I'll try to be very quick about it. So the streamer who was watching it, his name is Tectone. Now, this guy used to be a wrestler, uh, or at least wanting to be a wrestler. I don't know the extent of how far he'd gotten, but he did train. He did go to schools, whatever the case may be. He talks about it all the time. He loves wrestling. He didn't, I don't know how far he got in it, whatever the case may be. But one of his idols and someone that he has met and you know he looked up to because this guy the guy i'm referring to is six foot eight he's a he's a big guy so when he would watch brody he would follow a lot of his stuff because he's also a big guy and you know, obviously like he's not gonna follow someone who doesn't have his body frame he's trying to learn and get better so he really looked up to this guy a lot so when he he got the news as i was watching the stream that's how i got the news and he got really emotional and everything like that 
starts talking to the stream, whatever. Like he completely stopped everything he was doing. It really kind of like killed him. He was it was almost in tears, but he held it back because he was on the stream, whatever the case may be. So he starts talking about his story with him and everything like that. So at the end of it all, he is a video game streamer. One of the games he plays is the one that I talk about, Genshin Impact. In that game, you just roll for characters, right? You you spend currency, you get a random uh characters and it can range from uh four stars or five stars five stars are super rare whatever the case may be that's the quick explanation of it now on top of that rarity there's a thing called banners where they have they raise the percentage for specific characters so if you roll on that you get them now when you roll on that banner the odds of you getting an off banner which means a character not on that banner odds is insanely low so more than likely when you roll on it you'll get whatever's on that banner so after all the conversation the chat was like yo do a 10 pull let's lighten up the like let's let's do a 10 pull for brody right he's like you know what you're right guys fuck it let's do a 10 pull for brody so he hits the 10 pull and gets a five star which is super rare and then the five as he pulls the five star he gets emotional again he's like dude I'm I'm being super serious to you guys. I'm super spiritual when it comes to shit like that. I swear to God, we got a five star because of him. He's like, I know it sounds crazy and silly and ridiculous, but the odds of me pulling that on that moment when I did that, right when I got this news, he was like, I just believe in like spiritual stuff. He's with us right now. He's watching us. He's like, I love that guy. I miss him. So he starts going through the, the polls. And when it gets to the five star, the five star he pulled was not on banner which is a ridiculous percentage to not hit that and then on top of that he hit a super rare character that was really hard to get because i don't think it's ever been on banner and it's one of the more one of the strongest characters in the game and the crazy thing about it is the character's name is chi chi and that is the only character in the game that has this theme behind it it is a zombie character. And the, the, the art of this character is her kind of hovering. And it has ghouls and like ghosts like coming out behind her. She's an undead. Uh, she's an undead uh, kid. Like something had the stories like something happened to her and she died. But now she's like back. But she's just she's a zombie. She's not alive. And that's the character he pulled, which is the odds of that shit is just insane. When I was watching it, dude, I got chills. He's like, dude, I need a second. <laughs> he's like, I need a he's like, this is insane. He's like, I can't. There's there's too much energy right now, man. That's him. That's him right now. It's so weird. He's like, fuck it, let's keep going on the stream because I'm gonna I'm gonna burst into tears here in a minute if I don't like change my thought process here. So I thought that was funny and interesting about like that happened and talk about being spiritual and then he pulls an undead character that is like the most rarest thing you could do yeah damn <laughs> <laughs> i know it was a little long with no, but no 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 that, that shit was great make it whole, hit all the all, everything, everything. <laughs> every it was insane he played a lot of dude it was nuts man but it was really sad to hear all that stuff but hopefully yeah. she can get some peace and whatever and try to live the rest of her life the best she can so yeah. well i'm going to uh we're gonna end this episode i know it's the first episode of the year and we've been mostly positive for this entire show 
but all positive. Yeah. I don't think there was a single negative thing. I mean, we were talking I about mean, death, yeah. but it but was all positive. Was still positive. Yeah, right, exactly. So uh, I don't want it to seem too morbid, but uh, I did not get the chance to do this for so many of them who have passed this year. So we will be ending our episode with our 10 bell salute to end our program here. But before we do, uh, you said that you put some stuff out recently on Deceive Dave. What's what you got going on over there for them to, to check out? Uh, I mean, I got some videos up there. I'm working on some stuff. See, the, the thing with the channel right now is the game in particular, I'm a little bit behind the ball. So a lot of people, because I kind of started a little after it, but so a lot of information, whatever that's there could be kind of old. So I'm just working on some things. I'm working on scheduling. I'm trying to get two videos out a week now. Uh, I'm trying to shorten form. So it's a it's a work in progress, but there are a few videos out there about a couple characters, the new update. I'm trying to do this new series right now that'll get people interested in playing the game, uh, saying, you know, now's the best time to play Genshin Impact, and here's why. That was one of my latest videos showing all the changes that they've made and how easy it is to jump into it, even uh, specifically by spending zero money at all. It is a gotcha game, which means it is heavily uh, not dependent. Some games are. This one, not in particular. Uh, but it is focused on, you know, getting you excited and getting you to spend your money. However, this game does a very good job at making it so that you don't have to spend a dime. Uh, and you can still enjoy it and you can still get every piece of the game and not feel like you're being restricted. And I'm doing somewhat of a playthrough-ish uh, completely free to play, not a single penny spent on this character, and it's moving along, and I'm doing a weekly update on that. So that's where my second video comes out. And then I'm doing a little bit more edit-heavy, uh, specific-type theme videos on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to try to get – I'm trying to start getting them out on Saturday, but just the way time and stuff works, Sunday just keeps ending up being the day that I can get them out. Okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> work stay, in progress, baby. Stay tuned. No work in progress, indeed. All right. So uh, I have... Uh, da, 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 da. I was trying to pull it up while you were talking. Um, I'm going to check that out for Deceive Dave on YouTube. But I have... What the fuck is this? Oh, it's the thing I was looking for. Durr. Okay. So I have uh, kind of an announcement to make. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Maybe, news to me maybe not depending on uh how people how, take this how many fucks you give uh, yeah exactly so uh <laughs> i've been out of the game for a while the actual working in the pro wrestling business thing i've been in and out i've had my toe in my toe out my toe in my toe out uh started managing uh before the pandemic hit i'm still going to be managing this year i've been talking a lot about that uh, about me managing uh in the upcoming year got some prospects coming in for that but an old, old school Orsini situation is about to take place. So I kind of made my name at the commentating booth for a while, mm-hmm. doing a number of years, calling some of the biggest matches in New York City history and whatever, no, no big deal. Uh, lent my voice to some of the most high-profile matches that come mm. through the city. And uh, then I stepped away. So I've been in talks recently. I've, I've mentioned this on the show, I think, before even you got on, that I've been in talks with a bunch of people to do a bunch of things that were supposed to happen in 2020, did not, got pushed back to 2021. Well, guess what, <laughs> folks? 
today is 2021, so I'd like to formally announce that uh, I'm back in the commentating booth. I will be the lead play-by-play announcer yet again for a brand new company out in New Jersey. Actually, not too far from where you are over in the Deptford area mm-hmm. for Global Syndicate Wrestling, uh, GSW. Uh, I've been asked to not give the names of the individuals <laughs> that will, that are running the company. They're trying to stay incognitous, uh, but they have entrusted me with the opportunity to lead their broadcasts moving forward. Uh, yeah. And not your usual indie company bullshit either. Uh, I will be their first event will be February 20th, about five days before my birthday. I'm going to be in New Jersey. We will be live on Fight TV Saturday, April 20th, 2021, 8 p.m. All you need to do is head over to the Fight app, which is a free app. The app itself is free, but you have to mm-hmm. pay for events depending on whichever event you're ordering. I don't have in front of me at the moment since it's January 1st on what that cost will be on Fight, but it's a new company, right. so I don't expect, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. We're new. So I don't yeah, know, maybe like I don't five dollars or something like that. Maybe, Two ninety nine, maybe twenty, <laughs> maybe okay, either, maybe ten or, or twenty. twenty. Yeah. All right, let me lowball your company. Yeah. It could be about fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, forty nine ninety nine. Well, no, worth it. <laughs> worth it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, if you pay whatever it is, you'll get to hear me talk pretty much all night about all the great action that's going to happen. Uh, we already have a main event. They've announced three matches. Actually, we already have a main event. Um, straight from MLW fame, uh, Alexander Hammerstone, Hammerstone, I'll get that right by February, I promise. He, uh, I love this guy, big shit brick house. This guy is power, this guy is agility, he's the perfect package. If you can, if you create the perfect wrestler in the call system, you'll come out with Alexander Hammerstone. He calls himself the Golden Gaijin, this guy's been all over the world. He's on TV every week with MLW. Uh, he's gonna be in the main event going against another Big time star. He comes straight out of Japan. He's currently on Impact Wrestling. His name is Joe Doring. Uh, this guy uh, ha- has followed all of the traditional big bruising uh, white guys who go over to Japan and fuck shit up <laughs> and uh, sure. win all the All Japan. He's won all the J- All Japan championships over there. These two guys are competing, and right out of the gun, this main event is for the Global Syndicate Wrestling Heavyweight title. They're going to crown their first champion with this main event. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, they're going to do that. We have a, a triple threat match that we're going to uh, put together for you guys. From Lucha Underground fame, Ricky Reyes will be in this matchup. Uh, young and up-and-coming Gio Galvano. And a guy that I have a tremendous amount of history with. It'll be an honor and it will be a lot of fun to once again call the matches of Smiley. Smiley is in this match. You remember old Smiley, don't you? They used to walk around with that smiling mask. Sounds, <laughs> sounds familiar, yeah, yeah. They used to pull off the mask to reveal another mask. <laughs> it was dope. Greatest he's, idea he's, ever. Uh, I'm going to bring it up on the broadcast. He said that I am allowed to, so that would be cool, but I was the first promoter to book Smiley. Nice. He, he was Aerostar before that, and I remember talking to him. I was like, what the fuck is an Aerostar? And he explained it to me. I don't remember what it was because I didn't care because it was garbage. When he <laughs> later came out with a new gimmick, Smiley, and I said, okay, what the hell is a Smiley? And he explained that. I said, oop, that's money. Come with me. Yeah, we're that's off, better. We're yeah. off to Texas. There and you go. There we go. And then we have uh, the Impact 
knockout champion, the current one, Deanna Perazu, uh, the gem of New Jersey. Uh, she'll be competing against Shaw Guerrero. Yes, that's Eddie Guerrero's daughter, who used to be with the WWE. Uh, so it's Shaw. I'm going to be calling a Guerrero match. It just won't be Eddie's. Uh, hey, it'll be his daughter. We'll take it. I'll we'll take, take it. it. I'll take it. I've already worked with her uncle, Chavo. So there I'm just go. making my way around the family, I guess, at this point. Uh, you actually saw me live with Chavo. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, she'll be taking on, of course, Deanna Perrazzo. So those are just three matches we got going on. I'm going to leave. We do have tickets available for the event. I was going to say, is this an empty room? Yes. No, it's not going to be an empty room. However, there are going to be restrictions, not just from the state, but the facility itself uh, is putting restrictions on where you only have a certain amount of tickets available. Again, this will be a live event. We will be filming for live stream. Uh, This is going to be, again, February 20th. I will leave ticket information in the description of this episode. And the information for the site, and you guys can take a look around, see what you see. But there's not much to see because, again, we're new. So we're announcing talent as we go. Uh, They have not officially announced me on the site, but I was told that I could announce it on my show here. And in the next few weeks, they'll be updating. So far, I'm the only commentator. They have other ideas about who they want to throw in there with me, but the objective, according to the guy that booked me, he goes, I wanted you, and then I'll figure out what's going to go around you after the fact. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll work that Hey, man, out. get he me goes, a ticket. He goes, I'm off weekends now. I'll go. There you go. So maybe I will get you a ticket then. Or you and the lady can come by and watch me sit at a table and not listen to me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not actually performing on this show. but No, it doesn't but, matter. What does that mean? No, no, I'm just going to be doing commentary. I don't know if you're going to hear me, per se. You'll just be watching I'll, a I'll stand. Show. Wait, where are you? Oh, you know what? I, I got you. I got it like you're like next to the ring. I'm <laughs> I don't probably, know if I'm, I'm going to be ringside. Then I'll be behind you. Well, they got to get a front row ticket then, so let me see if I can get that. I'll get two front row tickets. Uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, what was the ticket prices here? I just had them a second ago. Uh, I'll figure that out off, uh, when we get off here. But, yeah, so it's very limited. Actually, it's right here. Only 20 front row seats will be available, 105 for general admission. And that's just based solely on the restrictions because the facility. He sent me pictures of the facility. It's a good-looking facility. And it actually fits more than that. Right. But, um, again, because of these uh, – because of the restrictions, we're not going to be able to put uh, that many people in it. Again, that's that's going to be in Deptford, New Jersey. Actually, I'll give you the address. 1030 Delcia Drive, Unit 4W, Deptford, New Jersey. So that's where that's going to be. And that's where I'm going to be. So your boy's Damn, back on. that's the, like right around the corner. There you go. So the, your boy uh, is going to be uh, right. Is, is going to be right there. So uh, that's where I'm going to be doing. Uh, February 20th, doors will open at 7, bell time. Is 8 p.m. Yes, they have the front row tickets listed at 35 and the general admission for 25. So, not bad. We'll talk. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not terrible. So, um, so there you go. So, that's my big announcement there. Your boy's back at the booth. He'll be wearing the headset yet again. I can't wait to call great, incredible action. Now, I have done pay-per-view before, and I have done uh, iPay-per-view before. I forgot what website it was for. This was a while ago. I have never been on fight. I have fight. I sent you <laughs> links uh, when we were doing the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. I have fight. it. I make time for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I've sent you links from fight before. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time calling the action on fight. 
So uh, I gotta get, I gotta get back into the groove. I gotta figure out you know how I'm gonna introduce myself yeah. and the gotta stretch your legs, man. And I gotta do my research on these gentlemen and ladies who will be performing. I've called Diana before, but she's got more of a resume than I last time I called her. I've called obviously Smiley. I'm gonna get over like a million bucks. I I damn near created that fucking guy, so I know how to get him over. Gio Galvani, who is gonna be in that three way, he's a freak. This kid is an athlete. I saw, think Pac. Mm-hmm. Like, he wrestles like that, bro. Like, he's just athletic as fuck. And Smiley gets around, and Ricky's good. I'm telling you, they're doing some good things over here. Really good things over at GSW. So that's where I'm headed. I'm back on the road. Uh, hopefully, I have another booking that might be coming up in January. Uh, so I'll let you guys know if that comes through or not. But, yeah, right. the bookings are going to be coming through more and more. I, I want to say this before we go off the air. When it comes to these bookings, I just want you to know that I have a lot of fun on this show talking about shit. And there's a lot of shit, especially for someone like me who is supposedly supposed to be a part of the industry and dealing with these people on an everyday basis. If there's some shit on my show that I say or that I talk about that I shouldn't be, I just want you guys all to know that for as long as I have this show, Regardless if I am booked or not, if you do goofy shit on your television program, I will fucking make fun of it. I do not give a fuck. <laughs> I don't need to be in this business. I like and if he doesn't, I will. Yes, so exactly. don't worry about it. I, I don't need to be in this business. I'm in this business because I do. I am not in this building. Exactly. I'm not in this business yeah, at all. <laughs> I, I am in this business because I want to be, I choose to be, and I have the talent to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been booked. Remember, folks, they came to me. I I haven't done anything. I haven't commentated anything with the exception of a few things for PWA earlier this year when the pandemic hit because of the shutdown. And I just wanted to help some friends out. I haven't commentated in two years. Now, can I do it? Of course I can. I'm the man. I can do anything. But is this going to be? I'm going to be dusting off some mothballs with this. I got so, you, dude. We should be good to go. I'll be ready. I don't know who. Damn, they gotta let you know who you work with. You like I talk to him or something? I can talk no? to him at the event. Cause this, and that's happened before. I've done, I've been booked for commentary when I just show up and I just meet the guy that day. It's fine, as long as everyone is aware that I am the play-by-play and that I'm running the table. We should be fine. If they're because they asked me, do you want to do color? Because I've been managing, so they're like, oh, do you want to be a heel and do commentary? I was like, no. If you need a person to, if I'm going to do commentary, uh, not to sound like an ass or some sort of prima donna, because who am I? But I want to be in control of the table. I need to know that I am in control of the speed of what we're talking about. You understand right. what I'm saying? I, I, I need to be the one directing traffic. I can do color. I've done color. But I'm not a fan of color because a good color commentator is only as good as the play-by-play guy. He's got right. to feed me. He's got to give it to me in the right spots. I can jump in when I want, but he needs to be in control of it. So I've been at the table as a color with good play-by-play people who knew what they were doing, and I felt comfortable with that. That's why I say I can do it. But I've been at the table with play-by-play guys that suck and don't know what they're doing, and they try to be the play-by-play and the color at the same time. They're basically trying to be Joey Styles, and they just forget that we're sitting there. They don't play their role. They're trying to play any role, and it sucks. So I don't want to run the risk of them putting me with a play-by-play guy who doesn't know shit. It was their nephews, uncles, nieces, cousins, or whatever, and he just thought it'd be really cool. Right. No. 
You know, or a worse situation, a guy who's helping pay for something and now he wants to hear his voice on TV or whatever. So I need to be the play-by-play guy. And they agree. They said, it's your table. You do what you want. So it's for good or for bad. So if you guys listen to the show and the commentary sucks, it's on me. If it's good, right. it's because I made it good. So take the good with the bad. So we'll see. I'll be making my fight TV debut, and I'm ready to go. My wife asked me, and she was like, you're not nervous? You haven't done this in a while, baby. Do I get <laughs> Do I get nervous? Am I nervous? I'm a ner- I'm do, nervous. I'm going to get a boner. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> oh, no. First match, I'm going to be hard as rock. That's, that's, there you go. That's, that's, my, that's the tradition of my career. So there you go. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's how I open every show. Uh, but in the past, I've had Brandon to rub me off and get me through the night. I don't have anybody there to uh, to give me any under the table stress relief. Hey, yo. so we'll figure it out. No, that's on air. We'll we'll, we'll leave that in. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was a fun show. I had a, this was a good time. It was good to come back. We came out with a bang. This was a good one. This, this yeah, was feels fun. good. Feels nice. Felt like we had some like I think this was one of the first ones, man. It really feels like we just had some cohesion, man. Felt like we weren't all over the place. We were and, on it. We were talking about and it. And we good. had the cohesion when we started with a topic you knew nothing about. You see that how that Absolutely. works? Absolutely, man. You see, I don't know. Who knows, man? Maybe I should be your color. Oh, Let's go. Oh, don't listen. Don't fuck with me. You're not too far from the house. Listen, only send seat. me the fucking people who are wrestling. <laughs> the only I'll go seat. in there and give them a sales pitch. The only seat closer to the ring than front row. Is All I'm seat. saying is if no one shows up and you're standing there with your thumb up your ass, dude, <laughs> I might be your guy. Just putting yeah. that out there. Dude. As, a, as a last resort. I would... As a last resort. Dude, I'll be there. So yeah. All I got to do is hop the gate. All right. Well. Uh, next week, folks, uh, you will not be hearing the two of us next week. Uh, well, you'll be hearing me. I got, I kind of ran into a little quick little situation. I uh, got into a conversation with a good friend of mine. Many of you know his name. More importantly, many of you know his voice. The great, the the unspeakably talented, the just this, the one guy in this industry, I mean, you want to talk about, we talked about how Brody Lee was so great. This guy is on Brody Lee level great. No doubt about it. If he was to go tomorrow, there'd be tribute shows all across the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, Larry Legend. The God voice, forbid. God forbid, of course. Yeah, no, Put that knock, energy out there. Jeez, God forbid. Uh, CZ, the voice of CZW, the voice of, uh, of so many companies that have come through the East Coast, not just in New York, but New Jersey and PA and He's been uh, uh, ring announcing for MMA. He's ring announced for so many different sports and, and events. Uh, this guy is the announcer for the Northeast, uh, a guy that has taken me under his wing along the way when my, when my career was just beginning. Uh, and he was gracious enough to give me, it was kind of an impromptu thing. We, we were talking about merch, actually. <laughs> and then we just kind of started talking, and I was like, dude, man, I'd love to record this shit for the show. And he was like, fucking hit the button. So I was like, words. So I got off my phone and hooked up the laptop, and boom, we had a fucking interview, and that was how that happened. So I got one of the best in the game on my show right out of the gun, 2021, starting off hot. So we talked Wrestle Kingdom. We got the legend himself, Larry Legend, next week. Uh, we'll come back uh, again the following time after that. Royal Rumble is the 31st. Yes, 31st. So I'm thinking we go live the 30th, if that's okay with you. It's a it's a Saturday. That works for me. Whatever you want to do. All right. So we'll I'm go. With it. 
We'll go live for that. I've got some names in mind for that. We've got to freshen it up a little bit, get some new voices, some new faces, uh, some experienced podcasting talent uh, on the show. That's going to be uh, it's going to be people we've never had. There's no repeat on this show. I, I need some new faces, new year, new faces. So we're going to bring some new talent in, except for Dave. Dave's going to be there. Uh, hopefully he doesn't leave his phone in the car. This time, <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> woo, see, I forgot about that one. You just brought it up. Damn, so the live, the live is the most important. To be one. fair, to be <laughs> fair, I was distracted on editing. I was editing. Hey, so I was working. Nobody I just wasn't at the right. I just it. wasn't at the right job. Nobody giving you shit for wait, what job? <laughs> this ain't a job, bro. <laughs> That's why, like, like, like when when Steph was like, "Where's David?" I'm like, "Why are you talking to me?" Like, we be behind the scenes at NBC's Rockefeller Center. Like, this is a fucking <laughs> podcast, bro. Like, it was it was lucky that Pombo was there, but even if he wasn't, I would like. What am I supposed to? I'm gonna talk. You thought that was funny when I jumped up. I'm like, wait a minute, where's my phone? <laughs> and then my my girl's like, "What's the problem?" I'm like. My phone. She's like, why? I'm like, the podcast. She made that Pikachu face like, oh, are you late? I said, I don't know. I got to check my phone. I'm so late. <laughs> I came back upstairs. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking at point, late. <laughs> at what point did you throw the sweater on? Uh, oh, I had it next to me the whole time. I was just oh, waiting okay. for the pod to throw it on. That's what I mean. I came upstairs. I'm like, I'm late. I started throwing shit. I took my shirt off. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> brushed my hair real quick. I jumped in, grabbed a drink, sat down, and then I wasn't ready properly, so I had to take my my deuce, my uh, pre-show pre deuce. Yeah, I always take. <laughs> it's tradition. Everyone knows that. Oh man, man. So we're busy. Oof, shit. Look at that. That was hectic. A lot of shit going on in this show for January. I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. It's All weird. Right. It was that time off was weird. I was like, okay, I, weird for me too. Know. I felt dirty. I need to run my mouth. Can we get on here? <laughs> Getting too accustomed uh, yeah. to a certain standard of living. And now you're going to get another break because I got the uh, the interview coming up. Unless you want to get together and just record. Should we pick a day to do some YouTube shit? You want to like uh, video something? We could just knock some shit out. We don't have uh, to, we don't we have to technically knock it. Let's, yeah. let's get our respects out for, uh, yeah, yeah, for okay. our fallen right. warriors we've, we've, first and we'll talk more. We've put that off long <laughs> Long yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get all some right, respect so, for our fellow so warriors So, ladies and here. gentlemen, uh, I laid all the names out for you guys. Um, it's been a really positive show. This has been a really – I've. I'm going to be honest with you. I needed this. This was good. So, um, hey, we're going to play Set our – Yeah, we're going to play our, our 10 bell salute for our, the fallen soldiers of 2020, and we look forward to everything that's been going down in 2021. So, thank you guys for liking. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for downloading. I'm going to add one in there. Thank you for being patient from the fact that we didn't have anything new for two weeks. And uh, thank you for enjoying. So here's our salute. <laughs> 